And we are here. Episode 258, if I remember correctly. Uh, we're going to talk about some quote-unquote useless mm. college degrees today. Um, I would even argue maybe some people might say certain degrees maybe aren't as valuable. Uh, depends on how you spin it, but we're definitely going to be talking about yeah. some of the uh, ranked best and worst co college degrees out there today. Now, as someone that I guess what we would can call you an academic because you work in academia. I think that's a fair assertion. Yeah. Um, do you... Do you Spoiler alert, I guess. Do you subscribe to the notion of a quote-unquote useless degree? Um, yes and no. Okay. I think, I, think it, <laughs> I think, well, here's the thing. If mm -hmm. you look at, it depends on the lens you view it through, right? If you look at it through a financial sense, sure, purely financial, I think there are definitely some degrees you're not going to get out of it what you put in. Sure. Unless maybe you might have to go and get more education, which was kind of my case. Mm -hmm. um, so I will be talking from, uh, I okay. think, personal experience today for sure. Um, but I think really the, the, the key with a college degree, I, I truly believe, Jared, to some extent, and maybe this is a little woo-woo or a little philosophical started early but that's right that's right uh i gotta be true to myself jared you know don't want to lie to our listeners out there uh, but the the key is that um the whole point of a college degree is to enable you to work and do something that you really are interested in or love or want to do mm. um sadly that's obviously not true for everybody uh, and some people do get a college degree just because it might for be practical or to make money which is also fine if that's your goal and you're okay with that then go for it you so you don't think anyone's logically getting a degree purely just for um the love of knowledge Oh no, there are people like that. Oh, okay, I okay. would consider myself kind of a, a person like that. Actually, mm. I've I've really thought about uh, looking into what it would cost to become like a lifelong student at some university, so I could Sounds just expensive. Take... Wait, lifelong student mm -hmm. is that a job? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's it's where you 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 pay a certain fee, or if you work at a university like I've I do, never heard of this. Or if you work at a university like I do. So for me right now, I wouldn't have to pay, or I would pay a, a lesser of a uh -huh. fee. And then uh, what would happen is, uh, like, I had a, a student of mine in one of my German classes. She was a 60-year-old woman who was a lifelong learner. And, and there's different universities have different programs. Where it sounds like some, something a rich person does that no longer works, you know? And it's kind of, like, yeah. I've got millions of dollars, and, I, and, like, I've already got everything I need. What else do I not have? And it's just, like, all the knowledge, knowledge. in the world. Knowledge. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that is kind of one of the points of life mm. is to learn sure you know, of course you yeah. know it's like those cheesy signs that karen's put up in their house you know live you know <laughs> love learn or you know something like that you know live, so laugh learn exactly That's what i would have thought exactly of, yeah. so so you know so i think uh and i've considered that i actually thought about uh taking some classes in the spring uh mm. At my university where I'm working, because we do get a tuition reduction, I actually know a professor that I've met through my work. So almost, as, so just as a hobby, you're gonna you would spend take a class. your earned money mm -hmm. just to sit in class in a classroom. Yeah. Would you do the homework? Yeah. You're taking the class, dude. I, guess I mean, okay. the whole point <laughs> yeah. is to do all what, this stuff. What can you do with just mm -hmm. like a, a, like a couple credits like that? Like it doesn't 
go towards anything really like what do you do with that besides for just have knowledge well it depends i mean if that's have knowledge that you realize you want to get more of mm. you can pursue something see the thing is if i go for another like degree an and be like oh later i in mm-hmm. life i i took sure. a class and blah 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 and it taught me and i was like wow this person's still just voluntarily taking mm-hmm. college see i'm always trying to somehow work it back to making more money and like right but i think maybe that's what i but, because i had that mm-hmm. drilled into me that that's what college is for well and to some degree it, it, it is mm-hmm. you know i mean college college has enabled both of us to make you know pretty decent incomes mm-hmm. you know um there's there's a lot of people out there who but see that's the other issue i have is that if you tell people that college is purely for making money i think it you sound good well well not only that but you lose <laughs> you lose out on like I've read some articles from like really prominent people in STEM fields, mm-hmm. and a lot of them have said some of the best classes I actually took were my humanities classes. They were classes on literature, on art, on poetry, on yeah. painting, on music. I'd bet you a lot of people would say that their favorite class was probably a class that had nothing to do with their major. Right. Well, but that also leads us down the other path of are you actually going to have a career in your major? Mm-hmm. Because right now, technically, I would not... I You could argue that my current position is not actually uh, directly related to either of my degrees. I'm not teaching a TESOL class right now uh, or an ESL class, and I'm not teaching a German class right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm helping faculty with their courses online. I've been giving webinars on how to... Um, correctly use different tools like uh, Kahoot is one of my favorites. It's like a quiz tool online. Okay. Um, and so it's related to education, but but the only time I really use my skills related to ESL and German is when I work more directly with those faculty members. Mm-hmm. So so you know so it's it's interesting too the fact that I think we need to consider have a really have a broad net when you graduate and you're thinking about jobs because I can tell you that if I if I stay strictly as a German or a TESOL teacher I think I think there will be a cap at my salary and I'll be honest with you it's not the cap where I'm trying to get salary yeah. wise in my life mm-hmm. so so you do have to be realistic and consider a lot of these options Jared but at the same time I think to just simply say Oh, if you study music, if you study German, which are both degrees that I have, it's useless. I think it's useless if you only look at it as I can only be a music teacher or I can only be a German teacher. Sure. You know, and there's more to life than just, you know, there's always, in my opinion, more than two solutions. Sure. You know, yeah. Um, so, I agree with you. so yeah, but uh, I'm looking forward wow. to our conversation today about uh, useless college degrees. That was we'll, a great we'll, intro. Yeah, we'll way. be talking about uh, <laughs> finances. We'll be talking about uh, philosophy a little mm. bit, um, all, all sorts of different stuff today. Um, but yeah, but welcome back to the Untranslatable podcast. We are back in the blue uh, Azul Moose studios here in uh, Michigan. Bringing uh, bringing you the pod today with a kind of a honestly a little, a little rainy dreary a little, day yeah creepy outside yeah. I'm not gonna lie it's very gray I mean I I come here early in the morning it felt like I was driving at like you know seven in the afternoon <laughs> these these are kind of those late fall early winter vibes though yeah I think you know where where we have more of the gray the dark surprisingly warm though it's like fifty degrees outside yeah, yeah. anyway uh, yeah by the way. Follow us on Translatable Podcast on Instagram, Untranslatable One, the number one, where I do more than just retweet Chad. That's right. <laughs> okay. How dare you? I do post that podcast, uh, by the way, in addition to other things most times. So, you know. 
You know, I am never prepared for the beginning of a podcast. It is is really shocking. It's because we just get so excited to record, Jared. You know, it's uh, you think I'd as as much as I'm obsessed with these drops. You think for once I'd actually be ready. Slipping on gator piss. Ooh. Um, and also, by the way, spread a little love. With those five star reviews, that would be great. I, I would greatly appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Any any feedback would be good. And uh, in the words of Gene Simmons, uh, well, we're gonna twist it a little bit. Any uh, any publicity is good publicity. In this case, I'd say uh, any feedback is definitely good mm. feedback for sure. Publicity too. Um, yeah, you know. most most definitely. Well, Jared, should we uh, get into today's episode with something kind of apropos to our main topic? Sure. Sure. Um, so this is coming from the Guardian. And uh, the uh, headline of the article is, Teacher's Dismissal Exposes Fissures Over Eaton College Modernization. Um, so, so this happened in, uh, in Great Britain, in the UK. So shout out to all of our uh, brothers so, and sisters, our bruvs in the UK. Stay positive. Uh, that, that's so, right. <laughs> um, by modernization, is that like, uh, in my head, that seems like a good thing, right? Too modern? Is that well, what they're saying? I'm well. Too fast. Let's, well, here let's let's read the subtitle, and okay. I think this will give you a little a little bit of uh, extra info here, Jared. Uh, the head is uh, the head would be the the headmaster, mm-hmm. the the principal for all of our American listeners out or there, like the president of the prob- yeah, of the yeah. college or something. Basically, the big dog yeah. on campus. The, because we don't know. have pres- principals in in college in the U.S. Right, they're provosts, presidents. Yeah, yeah, different, all sorts of you know. I had a headmaster in high school. Well, you went to a private yeah. Catholic school. That All doesn't right, surprise me. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I wonder how this would play out at, at your school if if mm. the faculty posted this YouTube video and if there would be a similar reaction. I'd probably be fine. Would it be? Okay. <laughs> anyways, so the, so the principal uh, was trying to fight off revolt from those who say school is heading in a, quote, aggressively woke direction. But here's the thing, Jared. So when I read this article, I the first thing I wanted to see was the actual PowerPoint because I was like, what did this guy actually say? Yeah. Like, what what can you say as a teacher? Because I'm a teacher myself. What can you say that's a fireable offense? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, well, I we have talked mm-hmm. about one professor that got fired for, and I think honestly this is even more ridiculous than what we're about to talk about. But one professor that got fired for saying uh, this in Chinese. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which sounds like a certain and word. It was yeah. also the whole lecture was about filler words as well. Right, and so that was a little ridiculous. Although it was hilarious to listen to. Um, Actually, you know what, Jared? <laughs> it's it's funny you mentioned that. Are you are you kind of saying that uh, the word that he was accused of saying that that we that we have in English, some people do use as a filler. So I guess that's true. People do use it as a filler, but he was talking about fillers in different languages. That right. was part of the lecture, right? But people definitely do use that as a filler. You mm-hmm. know, hopefully not a lot of white people. No, but I, right. <laughs> but I've definitely heard like black people, whether it be in a podcaster or, or something, or, or obviously it's a big filler choice, filler word. Stand up uh, comics too. Music. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there were all those memes for a long time about Lil Wayne. Yeah. Oh you know, yeah. Rhyming, rhyming with you know, the, or, with or, you know. or or even um. Uh, Kendrick Kendrick Lamar. All my life, I had to fight. And right. then he says the uh, the N right. word right after. Or that. or uh, it or just fits or, perfectly for some reason. Yeah. Uh, is that which which song is that? Is that all right? Uh, no, that's a yes, different. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah I think. And isn't that one? Wasn't that one where he invited the white chick on stage? And she said it. Oh, was, was it all right? Or was it a different one? I don't know if it was that song. I mean, obviously Kendrick Lamar has a 
plentitude of n-word based songs that to choose not n-word based but n-word using songs to choose from i don't remember specifically what that song was but um that yeah that was i don't even know how to feel about that right (laughs) because i guess it's hard for me to get mad at her because first of all i'm not an idiot obviously these people uh uh say that say the n-word when when uh, they're not around black people i saw the movie white chicks but something about, um, <laughs> but it's like it's like she's on stage. She's clearly a fan. She knows all the words, and it's like, I I, I get why uh, you shouldn't say it, but I also get why you said it. In, in, like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're you're really feeling it. You don't, you're not even thinking about it. You vote, you right. say it all the time. Well, and it's and it, your Subaru. It's also, I guess, to some extent, some people are just looking at it as a lyric in a song. They're sure. not realizing the deeper cultural. And I and I know, think yeah. I, I think a, I think there are a lot of people out there that that understand that. Where it's like, listen, I don't want I don't like it when you say the n word or whatever. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna police you on saying it, singing a song in your car or whatever right. by yourself or whatever. Um, but then also it's like I, I don't know. But I, do you want to be the white person yelling the n word on stage? I feel like that would be right. in my head if I was like I'd be thinking about this as I was go- if I was a white person. I'd be like I don't know if I want to be on camera yelling it, even though it is right. part of a song where I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like a good look to have on film. Sure, <laughs> yeah, it's a tough position. Anyway, let's talk. What, about What do you, you do though? Then do you like put the mic out <laughs> to the crowd? All, I'm I'm never really one that's begging to go on stage and. Right. In a situation like that. I can't that. picture that. That's true. I can't picture you like so with I, a sign. Like Kendrick, like, let me rap with you. Like, here's my mixtape. Like call you DJ Jart. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so but also I, I guess I, 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 I'm a privileged black person. I can freely say the N word on stage and not be concerned That's true. about it. Clearly I'm not I've right. said it in worse places than on stage, as we know. I feel uh, I feel like I feel like I would hopefully I would hopefully not I don't think I would say it if I was put on stage. I, I also though I don't think I would be comfortable. Mm. To be honest with you, I don't think I'd be comfortable ra- like why, why are you picking a- me to rap? Like <laughs> like pick. There's so many other better options in this crowd. I am sure. Yeah. Like if you if you want me to try to jam on like with guitar with you on stage because some groups do have a band sure. behind them. Hell yeah, I would. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um. But you're like you're so you're just let me stick to my lane. You're like yeah. I'm not a rapper. I know my lane. I'm not yeah. a rapper. People didn't come here to see me. Right. Uh, <laughs> Shittily right. rap your song. I mean that would. I mean that would be like going to a Lil Wayne concert to watch him play guitar. Honestly, you also know? if I, as a white person, I feel like if. I, by the way, if hypothetically, I'm not a white person. <laughs> right. Yeah, Jared and I actually we did this weird, you know, thing with a with a couple different, you know, uh, yeah, fortune tellers. I'm very we, good at editing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would. Um, shoot, now I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, oh my gosh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Now we, we were we were talking about if you were white. Yeah, and saying the N word. Uh, we were talking about staying in your lane, because I said I would stay in my I lane. I forgot. Don't worry about oh, it. I hope it comes back. Man, I hope it comes back. Me too. We, we but were I talking forgot. about. We we're talking about. Uh, you know, I would not rap, and you know, you said as a white person, trying to jog your memory here. It helps in a weird way. It helps when you. Do- oh, I remember. Okay, there we go. I remember. There we go. I would be nervous in general uh, to rap in front of a, a large group of, of mixed company. Like, I don't know if I'd be comfortable as a white person rapping in front of a large group of black people. I'm going to be 100% honest mm. with you. I think I'd be... Now, maybe that's just my perception I would of what feel it would weird be about to it. be a white person. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I were just trying to li- li- put myself in those shoes, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to... Like, like, even... Like, they're not going to, like, be mean to me. Oh, excuse me. 
they might be mean. They're not going to hurt me, I should say, but they're going to might hurt me with words. They might make fun of me. You know, right. like I don't want to be clown on black yeah. Twitter. I don't want to get off stage and people are laughing. You know, right. well, <laughs> even cle- if they're not like outwardly like you're a loser, idiot. Clearly, Jared, you haven't seen the movie Eight Mile. <laughs> Clearly, no, I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, but, well, I don't know if I'd compare her to Eminem. I, but, uh, I, I right, well, yeah, clearly, clearly not. I, I will say this though, I think. I think it also, yeah, it depends on the context. Like, mm-hmm. you asking me to come rap in front of, like, 10,000 people, like, no. But if I'm, like, at a karaoke bar, like, I definitely have, like, when I was in China, I definitely had a couple Eminem songs. Sure. But I know all the words to them. There's also no sensitive, well, there's plenty of vulgar words, I yeah. guess, but there's yeah. no racially knows. sensitive, you yeah. know. Eminem also knows his lane, mm-hmm. you know. I yeah. mean, and uh, so so that's the thing, though, is it, it yeah. But anyway, speaking of knowing your lane. Which is part of how Eminem kind of gets accepted into the you know hip not kind of hip hop culture accepted, I would you know say. he's respected right um and that girl at Kendrick Lamar stage probably not right. well yeah, clearly <laughs> clearly yeah it's she not knowing to stay in her lane right but anyways let's speaking of staying in your lane or yeah. people viewing you not staying in your lane let's go back to this uh, this uh, article here this has been like a big thing in society over the past uh, couple of years couple maybe. years like the idea of woke, cul- woke, woke culture. culture and cancel culture too and especially in in universities and universities mm-hmm. being overly liberal like there was that uh, that Weinstein guy that was big in the news at the Evergreen State for something I didn't hear he about said. this I don't remember exactly what he said because this was like four or five years ago at this point but I, I don't know anyone I'm saying but this has just been like a like a like a thing that it's a problem how liberal our colleges are right which um, I agree and disagree with. Mm. I think I think we need to be able to have a healthy dialogue, um, and I have a lot of friends who are are Republican or conservative. Maybe maybe not friends, but acquaintances, people I know, mm-hmm. uh, and there are plenty of people I know and I respect that are conservative. They're Republican. I wouldn't say they're quote unquote Trump Republican, but they have more conservative values. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we should be able to have a dialogue with one another. And if we don't agree, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, why Why do people need to get canceled? And I think uh, the whole point, and Jared, you asked me a good question when we were talking about this uh, in the beginning uh, when you first got here, was uh, you asked me, well, what class is this actually for? Yeah. So, so anyways, let, let me paint the picture again because we went on such a long tangent for a moment Mm -hmm. uh so right now what we're talking about is uh this uh teacher that was uh fired or dismissed um due to uh, a powerpoint they posted online uh, and apparently it it did not get a very positive reaction from the faculty and staff um and so anyways so so let me just kind of read through and uh skim through this article it was posted like as a lecture yeah, it's or just a, like it's, an extra. Sort I mean, of you this. can watch it on YouTube. Right. Um, you know, it's just a PowerPoint lecture, but he posted it initially. But it's not specific. It's not specifically for a specific class. Is it something that it he is. just does on his own? That no, he's it's like, for a specific class. Okay, it's okay, for okay, a specific okay. class. Okay. Um, but anyway, so let me go through this article here, and this is about uh, a professor um, at Eton. Um, which is in Great Britain, and the uh, professor's name, or the the ma- I think he's a master there, like a senior teacher, a lead yeah, teacher. Listen, I'm not calling anyone master, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, different different countries, I guess, different <laughs> educational traditions. Uh, but anyways, uh, Will master. Will Noland is is May his I speak? name. Right. Oh God. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so so let me just read through this, I guess, uh, to paint the picture for mm-hmm. our listeners here, Jared. So, uh, it was always going to be a big ask to shift an institution such as Eton College, with its 580-year history, its wealth, power, privilege, and fu- funeral uh, tailcoats. And so they wear these like a tuxedo with tailcoats, uh, kind of like the the Monopoly man or the uh, Mr. Peanut guy. I think he has tailcoats on. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just teasing here. But anyways, so um, 
So here we go. So uh, the pitch must have gone down well uh, with the interview panel. Uh, or sorry, I skipped a couple uh, lines here. Okay. So, but that was when Simon Henderson's pitch uh, was uh, when he applied to be headmaster. The pitch must have gone down well with the interview panel because in 2015, at the age of 39, Henderson became Eaton's youngest ever uh, head, which is like the uh, the principal, the the top dog at the school, at the college. His ambition was to modernize, to make the uh, exclusive Berkshire Berkshire school more progressive, more inclusive, and more relevant, uh, as he explained in an interview with The Guardian. So here's the thing. My first two cents, my first take on this, Jared, is I like what I'm seeing. I think it's a good idea to try to modernize your school, mm. update some of the teaching practices. I think that's great. Update the way you're hopefully assessing your students. Update some of the courses you're offering, maybe. So they're um, trying to break free a little bit from that sort of old guard right. thing. Right. So so mm. then, so Henderson, the headmaster, talked about, I guess, uh, he talked about well-being, mental health, is and emotional... Is it all boys school? Yes, it is. Okay. And emotional intelligence. In a subsequent interview, Henderson discussed the importance of gender intelligence, and let slip that the current education offer at Eaton included LGBT awareness and talks by founder of the Everyday Sexism Project, Laura Bates. Five years later, Henderson finds himself caught in what has been described as a battle for the soul of, I don't know if it's actually Eaton or Eton. It might be Eton. It's E-T-O-N. Yeah. Um, Eton College. Yeah. Uh, fighting off a revolt among those who say the school is being taken in an aggressively woke direction while others praise his expansion. Also, of, by the way, it's a it's a high school. Yeah, but they they call it Eton College in yeah. England. But yeah, uh, this it is, is a just, high school. I didn't realize we were talking about a high school here. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I was looking at pictures of the students. I was like, mm-hmm. these kids look young. Yeah, it's, it's... I was like, these are college kids, and then I found out that they call it a college, but it's what we'd call a high school here exactly. in the U.S. Exactly. So, I, was, I didn't realize that. I'm yep. sorry. I thought it was you're, a You're good. No, that's good. That's good to bring up. Uh, anyway, so so people have been revolting who say the school is be, uh, being taken in an aggressively woke direction, while others praise his expansion of the bursary scheme, his social conscience, and enlightened attitudes. I do. I don't think it's a bad thing to uh, open up a, a discussion, a discourse, having a discourse with your students about LGBTQ issues. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. Teach your students about feminism. Teach your students, uh, you know, let them learn about stories and experiences of others. I think that will just make them uh, smarter and more well-rounded individuals. However, yeah. uh, so here, so anyway, so let's learn a little bit more about the school uh, and, and then we'll talk more about this. So the school, which has educated 20 future prime ministers, uh, I don't know why it says future. It should say past prime ministers, including <laughs> yeah, Boris Johnson. That's weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and charges annual fees of 42,500 pounds per year. Wow. That's, that's um, like... Which is not cheap. Seems That's almost... Uh, that might be more than Cranbrook. That's about 50... I think that's about 50 grand US a year. Probably a little more than that. Um, so, so yeah. So it's not cheap. I mean, that's more than the salaries of a lot of Americans. Yeah. And that's, the average American. Yeah. That's one year of school. Uh, anyways. So... so uh, is said to be the school is said to be in meltdown with complaints, petitions, and open letters flying around, aided and abetted by detailed daily coverage in the Daily Telegraph. Uh, the row began with the suspension and subsequent dismissal 
of Will Noland, a popular English teacher. Shout out to my uh, fellow English teacher brothers and sisters out there. Um, Are although you he's a, quit your job in solidarity. He's a, uh, well, I'm not. Gonna, well, actually, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, I also do not work for this school. If I worked for this school, maybe we'd be having a different discussion. Uh, but anyways, you wouldn't quit your job um, in solidarity. Depends. If I if I was fairly confident, I could find a, another job fairly quickly. <laughs> I might. That's um, not solidarity. Well, it, it is and it isn't. That's that's you got to take care of yourself okay. too, Jared. Um, is, is solidarity solidarity going to pay my bills? That's is solidarity like, going to put money in my with retirement you, fund? I, I got bills to pay. I got to take care of myself. Yeah, but I'm yeah. Anyways, anyways. Uh, so here we go. So oh uh, Nolan uh, Nolan told or sorry. Yeah, so the ro- so he was suspended. Uh, the uh, English teacher who has been accused of gross misconduct after he allegedly refused to remove a lecture video about gender roles from his personal YouTube channel. Now, here's the thing: I watched the video. Uh, first, he I guess initially posted it on the uh, school's intranet, which would be like the school's own mm. private server and all that stuff. Uh, um, and and uh, but then I guess uh, they asked him to take it down. I think, and he didn't want to take it down. Mm. And the 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 YouTube video was a thirty minute video, uh, which takes the form of a, or sorry, let me uh, let me talk about the actual video. So Nolan told the Telegraph that the video uh, entitled "The Patriarchy Complex." Note he's not saying anything bad about feminism in the title, right? He's not saying that it's necessarily. Uh, but he is speaking as if patriarchy is not a real thing. That the patriarchy well, parts, complex some implies the, to me that it's like an idea that's the complex because a complex when you have a complex, mm-hmm. it's like you've made something up to be real in your head that's not real. Mm. Isn't that what uh, it is when someone has a blah 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 complex? I, yeah, yeah. But I was also thinking of it more in a philosophical manner. I mm. guess like the like more of a, like an idea, right? The yeah. I don't right. know, but I think complex specifically to but me. If someone be. has a complex, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It is. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, so uh, Nolan told the Telegraph that the video entitled The Patriarchy Complex was uh, due to be shown as a part of the school's perspectives course um, taken by older students to encourage critical thinking. Mm-hmm. It was, he said, designed to make students aware of a different point of view to the current, and uh, I'm reading these quotes here, of a current uh, point of view uh, to the current radical feminist um, orth orthodoxy which insists that there's something fundamentally toxic about masculinity Mm. and you do hear the term a lot in the media toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. and here's the thing there are definitely a lot of things that men do that are bad and there and men i think do them a lot more than women do and i would say you can argue that's definitely toxic but i don't think masculinity in itself is toxic and i think in some regards that's what noland was kind of showing with the video yeah, I guess my question now that I know that this is an all boys high school essentially, which I think it it, it it even feels a little more dangerous to me. I'm going to be honest with you, the the idea of teaching this because it's like to me it's like it it, it like you're teaching young people. I don't know what's more important to teach about the the quote unquote complex of patriarchy or to teach about the about the the actual dangers of like physical dangers that can be caused by quote unquote what they're calling quote unquote toxic max max masculinity now sure there's like the the people that are like oh so i'm not allowed to like cars and 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 and, you know and work out and stuff where it's like yeah but that's that's sure okay maybe someone calls that toxic masculinity but there's also legitimate like violence and sure and, and 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 dangerous abuse and and legitimate uh sexism that comes from toxic masculinity 
that um I don't know that I I feel is a way more pressing and important issue to teach young boys than than to teach them that the that the idea of toxic masculinity is overblown that patriarchy is not really a real thing that we coddle women and that they actually I'm listen I realize I'm paraphrasing a little bit and I'm not saying he actually said this but like but like this I I don't feel like that message is as important as the as, as for that age group I don't know to, to, to mm. teach them because then they're I feel like you're teaching them and as I mentioned to you before. Another thing to me is, is is there anything out there that comments on the reality? Does he have any sort of um, lectures that comment on the reality of, quote unquote, to, I hate that, uh, I don't, I'm not going to stop, I'm going to stop saying quote unquote, of toxic masculinity? Like, or is it just, or is it just the story that the idea of, uh, you know, feminism's gone too far and, and patriarchy and toxic masculinity is overblown and not real, you know? Because I, I'm getting the sense that he probably doesn't have which one would call both sides of that. Mm. Um, yes and no. So I, I think a lot of the things, and let me also talk about. You know, you said it, I think it could be dangerous um, for you know young men, you know, students that are 17, 18 to hear some of these things. Mm-hmm. I would disagree with you. I would say I would say that I wouldn't say it's dangerous. Um, I think what he's doing in the majority of his video is just showing a lot of statistics and facts and data um, about how, I mean, I mean, think about, think about this. Um, if you look at a lot of media articles, right, look at just how body positivity is, is shown. If you look at, do you ever see a picture of an overweight man in People or in one of these other magazines and they say, you know, so-and-so looks great in their new outfit or whatever. Or, mm. you know what I mean? Like body positivity would be an example of of how, um, you know, or, or another thing uh, that uh, Nolan mentions in the video here is he talks about, you know, men are the ones that go off to war. Men are the, the highest casualties in most jobs. Um, you know, and so, but I think that the issue is with so many people. I think a lot of those were, were also men's choices, though, you know. Well, sure. Well, are they choices or, but if, I, but who else is going to? I mean, do like them? men's choices in the sense that I, I meant to say that like they they're kind of the ones that like are are like we're, we're making when the times where these rules were mm-hmm. originally made in the U.S. at least women couldn't even vote they didn't even have the op, the choice is what right. I'm saying to to say what, they did like their voice wasn't even heard and and that is when some of these rules were put into place well, sure. it's like this but, was put into a place by a, a patriarchal society of men who were the only ones that were allowed to make decisions you know right but that's also not our current government yeah, i mean but women can he- vote now yeah but you don't hear do you hear men complaining like like we need to yeah i guess i don't know i just i mean but see that's the thing though i think the interesting thing about the argument about the patriarchy is that women, the patriarchy oppresses, and it oppresses men and women. Right? Mm-hmm. I would I would argue that that statement isn't isn't false. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I w- but at the same time, I do think that uh, we we give a lot of the blame on men that that had you know you and I we it's not like we're making these rules. You know. Sure. You know what I mean? And I think that's what I, I don't he was like. Trying. I don't like that argument though. 
because that because I hate when I hear that argument and and like slavery, like excuse me, slavery and like racism when it's like you know my parents, you know I didn't own slaves. Well, why are you saying I'm part of the problem? I, it's just like an oversimplification, where it's like it's not that's not really how it works, right? Uh, well, well, let's let's talk let's talk more about this. Okay. Um. So, because I want to finish up this article and then we gotta get to our, our bread and butter here. Mm. Um, but anyway, so uh, the video was uploaded on the school intranet, which I said and shared with fellow teachers, one of whom complained it was removed from the school site and never shown to students, but it remains on his Nolan Knows YouTube channel. Uh, so all of our listeners out there, if you are curious about this, take a listen for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, do you know? Do your own homework and see what you think as well. But uh, anyway, so the college sought legal, uh, or sorry, and the video, by the way, has uh, the figures have skyrocketed. It's more than that. Uh, Let's look at it. Yeah. Right. right. It's 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 a whole lot. Say, more. It's yeah. more than seventy. Oh, sorry, oh, right. I, I got ahead of you, but it says yeah. seventy six thousand. But I remember seeing but, it. But it's at one hundred twenty seven thousand now. Right. Exactly. So it's definitely gone up since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure these articles have have helped the viewership go up quite oh, I'm a bit. Sure. I'm sure. Uh, anyway, so the college sought legal advice. Uh, the well. It's interesting, yeah. For us in the states, it would be high school based on the age range. But so, any- so can I just mm-hmm. do a quick recap? So first, mm-hmm. they just asked him to take it off of the well, it was the, removed the the intranet within mm-hmm. the school site, and then he took it off there, and then w- and then put it onto his YouTube as like a protest or something. Well, I, and that's uh, well, let's or maybe not as a protest, but then he put it up onto his YouTube after that. Yes, and I think a okay. lot of a, a lot of teachers. So he wouldn't do have that, been though. fired if he just took it de- like he, like the reprimand was just take it off of. Um, well, it was removed site. from... Sure, sure, sure. Right. But then, you know, what they, the school sees it as, you right. took it to the next step or whatever. But, but at the same time, who are they to say what he does? You know, like if he has his own YouTube channel, why can't he post that? He he well, made it. Yeah, but he, yeah, that's true. But it's I mean... It's his own intellectual property. But why? he represents that company. Or, but, he, but he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He's but, employed by them. But it... So well, if he were not to, anymore. Well, sure. But, but if it, he were to like murder someone, it would be like, you guys hired a murderer? That's, but, that would look bad on the company. But he didn't murder... He put up a, a, a PowerPoint I know, on but YouTube. the point I'm getting at is that he represents the company. This is how it works whenever you get hired by any company. They say, be careful what you post... When I got every company I've been hired at, be, co- be careful what you post on your social media because you now represent us Mm -hmm. and so like even at my current company if you post something about like about your company you have to say i work for this company you can't just go post and free willy-nilly but now you represent that company and so they so so even on his personal youtube he's still like a representation of that company what yes however he, in my opinion, he also, as a as a free citizen, he is allowed if he wants to have his own YouTube channel. Sure, there is no, there's nothing on there that says anything about the school. I don't even think there's a picture or a video of him. Sure. So, so, so here's my thing. There's tons of YouTube content creators out there that do YouTube that's not related to their job or it's or it's a similar vein like education. Mm-hmm. They may post it on their YouTube channel for whatever reason. Why? Why but should? But I think that they're all taking. I mean, not taking that risk, but they're all they're, they they're all subject to the same treatment. Like like, it's just either the company doesn't find out about it, or the company doesn't think that it's a problem what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But I think every person that does this, including you and I, mm-hmm. are subject to that same potential treatment. Sure. I agree with you, but I watched the the PowerPoint, and I sure. don't think anything he said, as a fellow teacher, I do not think there's anything that he said that was worth being fired. Mm. I just think to fire a teacher for trying to explain facts 
and have a discussion, especially if your class is talking about different perspectives. In my opinion, especially if you're doing a class talking about different perspectives, you need to talk about good ones, bad ones, ones that may go against current social norms, yeah. current cultural well, norms. Um, and that's where I said, I wonder what else, he, like what else he, he put, like he's ta- he's talking about. Then, right. is he talking about all perspectives? Then, right, and and right, and that's and I, I agree with you. I I think that should happen. But as, as since he's educating kids specifically. Um, like I feel like if he's gonna, it's it's just dangerous if if that's right. the only perspective. You're well, given. so so especially since I've been mm-hmm. essentially in this environment that he's teaching in, mm-hmm. and I know how toxic it is. Right, like I've I've seen I've seen it firsthand. Right. So let's uh let's uh, let's continue uh, with the article. I still so, see it firsthand. I uh, follow some of them on social media. All right, that that doesn't surprise me. So so. And we can talk about this as well, Jared. So anyways, the the college sought legal advice and was told that the lecture was not only in breach of equality legislation, but also uh, contravened a number of the school's legal and regulatory responsibilities. The school made the reasonable request that the teacher remove the video pending further discussion. But despite multiple requests and then uh, instructions, he persistently refused to do so. So he refused to take the video off YouTube. but see, I think it's a it's a matter of principle, right? I mean, I don't think I, I think I think what they're talking about here, where, where mm-hmm. it's like uh, seeking legal advice, not only in breach of equality legislation, but also contravene a number of schools' mm-hmm. legal and regulatory responsibilities. That I don't understand. That seems like a lot, right? Just I, just over a YouTube video. <laughs> it's like all right, fire the guy if you don't like it. But I, I guess I, like, do you need legal advice on on like? I don't know. That seems like I don't think the idea is that dangerous, right? <laughs> well, but see, <laughs> where it's like where it's like oh gosh, we can't even have this up. Like like we need to figure out a way to get this off of YouTube. It seems like right. Well, I just and on the one hand, I see both sides of the coin. You know, I see the argument where some people would say. Well, why don't why don't you just take down the YouTube video? Mm-hmm. You know, you keep your job, just take down. Yeah, but at the same time, principle. But, but right, and if you're talking, and also though, if you're talking about free speech, and if you're talking about perspectives, that means you need to be able to talk about perspectives yeah. that are uncomfortable, that some people do believe. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of people uh, on all sorts of different forums online. That maybe I think it would be just a ba- maybe. I think it would be I- I'd be less. Um, I'd agree with you more if it was a university. So let me let me if, ask you this: Kids Jared. have a little bit more control over what classes are being chosen. If kid, if if they were it older, it sounds like this is an older. First of all, these are older students, and this sounds like I it might be so. an elective. I guess so. I just feel like I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I had I had a humanities class my senior year of high school, and we talked about some difficult subjects. Yeah. Um. And and you know, what if one of my teachers would have posted something about abortion that's controversial, quote unquote controversial, right? You know, you have very did did your you know. did your teachers tell you uh, abortion is wrong, and if you do it, you're going to hell. But I don't. Uh, no, they didn't. Okay. Um, but uh, but the they whole tell point you is, abortions are okay and don't be afraid to get them, and everyone should at least get one one or two in their life. I don't think so either. Okay. No, <laughs> no. But but my point here, Jared, is once again, it's about the principle. Mm-hmm. Like like let me let's let me play devil's advocate. What would you do if one of our podcast episodes went up, and then you got an email from your boss, and and your boss was like, well, you know, uh, it's it's been brought to my attention from a few employees that you have this podcast. And uh, and you said a couple things that we really do not agree with as a corporation. Uh, I want you to take that episode off of YouTube and Spotify and everywhere else. What would you do? Would you tell them, okay, boss, sure, it's gone. 
Or would you say, uh, what would you do? Because it's kind, it's kind of similar. That's tough. It's kind I mean, of similar. I think, you know, I'd be, I, I think I probably, I'd probably take it down. But I, I would, that would probably also, like, I'd take it down. But it'd be like the beginning of the end, where it's like I can't work here anymore. Mm. But so I'd probably in that start looking for a new job at that point. Okay. But I'd probably take it down because I'm I still well you need your job. I, and I would understand no, that. No offense, but I think the job is kind of more important to this. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. It's but, of course. Um, but yeah, like like I I wouldn't resp- I, I especially since I, I'm pretty positive I haven't said anything like so terrible. So like I I, I feel like I could probably. We try to keep it family friendly here at the Untranslatable <laughs> Podcast. I don't know about that, but <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. So I I it would, it, I'd probably take it down just because I'd be I'd probably be afraid, right? Um, and then also you know like getting fired, mm-hmm. I'd be afraid of, of of getting fired for a podcast and just having to explain that, right? In the next interview and having to explain how you know I, just all that kind of makes me nervous. Right. But yeah, I, I would it would I would I would never. Like we're probably, you know, I would not like that person anymore. Well, probably, so, so who's now, my boss? And now, and now, let me ask you this other question. Mm-hmm. Now, let me take it one step further. Imagine, imagine you, you post something. Say you work on something for, say Jared, you decide. You know what? I want to start a YouTube channel that talks about cars. Mm-hmm. Right? You know a lot about cars. You're very knowledgeable. I'm sure you could give a lot of value to people out there about cars. And so. So or Formula One or what mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, you start a YouTube channel and maybe maybe it's a hard to do a one to one with this. Sure. But, but you say some things that maybe are controversial. Okay. Sure. Or could be seen by the current cultural climate uh, or political climate as a little bit controversial. And then your boss. But this was based on a presentation maybe that you initially had for work. So you use it. Mm-hmm. My the whole point here is I'm trying to draw this connection between. So this is a teacher that yeah. created his own intellectual property. See, it's tough because mm-hmm. obviously, like, if I'm exposing like secrets, that's a different right. problem. Right. I, see, I, and it's a tough comparison also because I do work in the car industry, so I, I already, I have to, as I, like, I have to be careful about what I say about car companies because mm-hmm. I can't just go like spewing my opinion and not say. Right you know, that I work for this company, but I don't want to do that. Right. So it's like, all right, then I just, yeah, I, I so I, I, I don't know. I kind of can't really just t- do that. Right. I could form a one, I guess. That's right. not really the same thing. Right. But, but like, yeah, you get my point though, I think, right? Yeah. But I think, I think I get your point, but it's making me kind of agree more with the company, with, excuse with the me, school. the school. Okay. Well here, so. Even so. though I like, I, that in, in the sense that the school has the choice to choose how they want to, represent themselves to the public and if he's a teacher and people know that that he's posting lectures and the school doesn't want to uh um you know uh, be related to that even if you or i find it foolish i still think that as they They do have that right yeah and it's like i can't blame them for 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 doing that that's fair i don't know maybe i'm just uh feeling some type of way as a fellow teacher i I hate the idea though like of free speech and people are like free speech right like rights are being taken away it's like bro you work for a private company right and like you know you know what the vibe is like now with this new person and i feel like did he i don't know i i i feel like you're kind of an idiot if you don't realize that you are taking a risk in what you're saying, but I I, I understand that risk. Sure, take the risk, and mm-hmm. I don't even blame you for really taking the risk. But if you like, I, I don't I don't know. It's like you can't play dumb and be like, well, what happened? But, but here's the inverse, Jared. 
So he doesn't. So so this is a, especially I find this incredibly ironic because it's a perspectives class. It's about different. Per- See, that sure. I guess is what irks me the most about this. It yeah. would be one thing. Uh, it would yeah. be one thing if this was a calculus class. He's like the same guy as the, the guy saying the N word in Chinese. Or right. Whatever. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> For filler it, words. Right. Or it's it'd like, be the same exactly thing. If, right. Or it's the same thing if you're in a calculus class and then your calculus teacher starts talking about something completely off topic, mm-hmm. either either incredibly pro or against patriarchy one way or the other, sure. I think, because it's like, well, why are you telling me this? I need to learn my yeah. calculus so I can pass my calculus exams. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this is a class about dialogues and perspectives well that when then it goes back to once again i just need i I need to hear more than i need to know if he's doing his perspective on on why like patriarchy is dangerous well probably not because his ass got fired (laughs) so um but maybe that was the next lecture it's like you guys didn't even give me a chance right but see so anyway so let's go back to this and then we can move on but so so for many at uh at etten uh beyond uh, uh, and beyond, it's become a battle against cancel culture and in defense of freedom of speech. And I'm sorry, but uh, this is a hill I am actually willing to die on, I would say, Jared, is this idea of freedom of speech, is the fact that, uh, you know, Henderson has insisted neither he nor the college wants to shut down debate, while uh, Etten's provost, William Waldgrave, has insisted uh, it is a matter of internal discipline. Um, so maybe they could have not fired him. And who, I, I, I don't know. But anyways, who is, it, but he's talking about debate. Who is he? debating is this the teacher that was talking about that uh this is the well like they're not willing to like this foster the, a healthy debate the headmaster is oh, the okay. one that's saying this. Gotcha. yeah gotcha. Uh, a petition protesting against uh nolan's dismissal has gathered more than two thousand signatures and a fighting fund has raised almost fifty-five thousand pounds to take the case to an employment tr- uh, tribunal if he loses his appeal next tuesday i'll say this though jared if i was him and I and this was me, and I got fired due to a due to something that I did for the class. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, as a teacher, I guarantee you, he did not post this to try to stir shit up. He posted this to try to teach his students something, sure, and have a dialogue and talk about these different. Like he perspectives. wasn't trying to be quote unquote controversial, right? Yeah, right. And and uh, yeah, there's n- there's that. no point in the video where he calls out the school or you know what I mean. So so yeah, you know. So so anyways, the idea of Having a class, posting content related to the class, having it removed, but as a teacher, maybe I still think this is educationally valuable, so I post it on something like YouTube. Mm-hmm. I learn a lot from YouTube, Jared. You know, I watch a lot of videos on there. And and the thing is, is that, um, yep. you know, I get where you're coming from that, yes, you know, it's not like we could say anything and then, you know, if my boss saw it and she was like, hey, uh, you yeah, know. Free speech. You know, like I, I get there are consequences <laughs> for things, but... Just the, I don't know, I find firing somebody for something like, you know, I, I find it... A, I understand. You know. I understand. Um, but... It, yeah. But I, yeah, I understand. And it, it, yeah. it is... But what can you do? What, what would you, what would you, what would be your... If you were the headmaster and mm-hmm. you didn't agree with what the teacher was saying and you felt like it was dangerous, mm-hmm. but you felt like maybe, like... I'm not. I'm not saying that th- this can't be a place for conversation. But I, mm-hmm. I just. Like, what would you, what would your action be, Master? Uh, uh, don't do. <laughs> oh God, that feels so weird on so many levels. Um, if if I was the principal or the headmaster, um, I would uh, I would take the teacher and talk to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, ideally, I would like to open up a dialogue or somehow 
mediate a dialogue between whoever complained about the video and the teacher. Yeah. Because see, and, I feel like a high school is not the place for teachers to be having debates. You think it would be healthy for students well, it, to be... No, 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 no. I'm not saying they have a debate. I'm saying behind closed doors, oh, as I the see. headmaster, I, I would talk, hear both, uh, hear both perspectives out. I would maybe even try to invite that faculty member who who complained to the class if you're if you truly are teaching a perspectives class yeah why wouldn't you do that yeah let me get your perspective exactly (laughs) and so so that is really the issue i have with this entire thing if like i said if if he would have been a math teacher and then posted this video sure but he's teaching a perspectives class Mm -hmm. you know so that's that's my issue with uh, it i guess yeah that's true you do make a good point with the perspectives class it's the Mm -hmm. same thing with the you know saying the n-word but it's chinese for for uh or whatever well, well, where it's like i'm teaching i'm teaching a class on filler words right in different languages what do you uh, this is one of the biggest languages in the world right yeah so it's, exactly yeah, it's like what do you want me to do well he, here's the other here's the other thing i and I, I took in his perspective or this teacher's perspective um this british guy is probably you know it's he's not staying saying something that's like a a smallly held even if it is a very hot button issue it, it, like that what he's saying is a very popular side for people you know mm-hmm. so right exactly popular perspective exactly shall i say yeah yeah so it's it's definitely an interesting debate and discussion and i'm curious to see if he will get hi- rehired yeah if i were him i don't think i would want to continue working there to be honest with i you. think he should take his talents to a university and mm-hmm. i think i think he'll have he'll have opportunities especially in sure. like yeah. there's plenty of like old school conservative um uh like a uh, agenda universities mm-hmm. in england i'm sure or oh, the, probably the uk probably they're still yeah. wearing uh robes and exactly riding on a broom i I do i do i do want to uh bring up one last point with this Uh, Mm -hmm. i know i've been saying that for like the last 10 (laughs) minutes um but i just think this is a fascinating yeah this is fascinating Mm -hmm. um but but let me give you one last example and then we can move on okay so i took a course in grad school on uh race and ethnicity in germany which already you can tell by the course title we are going to be talking about some very controversial sensitive problematic topics Mm -hmm. um now granted it was a class of um, two white dudes. Um, uh, my buddy, who I don't know, you know, um, I, I think he—I <laughs> oh. don't know how to say it, Jared—but he—he is. It sounds like you guys are good friends. He's, by the well, way. he's—he's he's interracial. He—he—he's part his oh, grandfather. Biracial? He's biracial, or well, I don't. Yeah, he's Brazilian. Yeah, know. I'm not sure what his, oh, you know, but yeah. it doesn't I, really matter. But my whole point here multiracial. is multiracial. My whole point here is we did not have the most diverse class ever. It was mm-hmm. a small German class. I mean, most people in German studies tend to be either white males or white females. Maybe yeah. that's not 100 percent my true, experience. That has been mine been as well. Lone black, exactly. And so, so my whole point here is we talked about a lot of these things, and there were definitely texts we read that had certain words that I'm not going to say on our podcast that we said in class, mm-hmm. um, and because we discussed it, you know, and it was a discussion well what would have happened if one of the students would have would have said you know what i don't like that we're using these words or and like, i find it racist recording it the whole time and right. then, like posted a clip of you right. saying <laughs> and then that professor who did nothing wrong and we're just talking about a text mm-hmm. a, a book a, a, an article or something they get fired yeah i view that kind of similar to what happened here and i guess that is when our educational institutions do not allow us to have a dialogue and a discussion we're done yeah we're done okay if I we agree. if we only push one agenda we're done i hear you you know so anyways i uh, hear you speaking of education though jared let's get into some fun education well, yeah on our podcast translatable that's right that's right let's <laughs> woo, that's right that's how i feel I about why, jared. i don't know why i thought that to hit that button 
Exactly. And on uh, untranslatables are idioms, phrases, axioms, proverbs, um, sayings of wisdom, uh, all sorts of different things that don't translate on a one-to-one basis into English. And we are here, your tried and true untranslatable experts, to figure these out for you. Let me just say real quick, mm. I, I know you're looking at the time and everything. Let's just, can we agree now that we're not mm. going to concern ourselves with the time? Sure. I know how you get. Sure. And I don't want you to, I don't want you to get to a place where you're rushing, you know? I think it's just the coffee's kicking in. That's why I'm uh, talking faster. <laughs> okay. But yeah, we, we, we aren't in a hurry. Get us started today, Jared, with an untranslatable. All right, dude. My first untranslatable is Indonesian. Oh, actually, I wanted to tell you about I heard is one. Is it Bahasa? I guess so. Yeah, that's yeah, that's probably because Indonesian's not a language. I think oh, I think Bahasa is okay. what they call it. Yeah. I actually want to tell you about a British slang word I heard. Ooh, all right. And I and it was I was I heard it and I was like, is that I didn't know if the person was being complimented or insulted. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I like this already. I like this already. And so this I literally had premise. to Google it to be like, was that a good thing or was that right. a bad thing? It's just a word, but I've never heard this word before. Have you heard the word uh, struppy? Oh, struppy. I have not. S T R O P P Y. Oh really? Okay, with an O. I thought it would be with a U. So, um, okay. stroppy, stroppy. You're being a little stroppy today, Jazz. So Mazapin, who is a uh, uh, new to Formula One, is already known for being a uh, stroppy character. And uh, he's, okay, stroppy and um, I'm trying to think of another like American athlete that's oh, oh maybe like the um, the the. The, the Detroit Pistons from the 90s are known Ooh, for being a stroppy, okay. stroppy team. So that's like uh, scrappy. Uh, no, no, bad-tempered and argumentative. Oh, okay, mm. okay. I don't know. Well, I, I guess you could argue the Pistons were kind of like that, I, It I seems guess. like there were a lot of arguments yeah. and tempers happening. Yeah, that's Weren't they true. known for being the, the, the bad boys? Yeah, yeah. The bad oh, yeah. Boys. yeah. Yeah, physical, the bad boys. Anyway, I can give you another one, and, uh, okay. but that's just one. That's that a cool one. I, love, I like that. I love hearing those ones in, in, in real world where I, was, where I literally had no idea. I was like, I don't know if she just complimented that guy right. or insulted him. It's, those are really <laughs> great because they're so ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, I like those a lot. Those are really fun. Yeah, uh, so my first one is Bahasa Indonesian, and it's... Kuchimata, which is washing your eyes. Oh, washing your eyes. Is it when you... Let's see here, washing your eyes. I'll say this. Uh, is it when you're tired? When you're tired, you do something. Or it's you important sleep? to do something. To sleep? I'll say this. To rest, relax? There you go. To relax. So it's 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 to refresh yourself, to treat yourself, okay. as I wrote down. Ooh, I like R&R that. R&R is I was just going to say, gonna yeah. say yeah. that. So what yeah, does R&R stand for again, Jared? Uh, rest and relaxation. There we go. Yeah, that's a military term, isn't it? Is it? I, I believe I it is. Know. I believe um, military people get like R&R time where you okay. get, get like to go away from the base for a certain I kind of like that. I like I am going to be getting some R&R in probably, what, two weeks? We're coming uh, around the holiday uh, yeah, season. Yeah. Ooh, I, I have look, some time I'm, off. Very much looking forward to it. We get the like the week off automatically in between Christmas oh, nice. and New Year's. But nice. the way it works, with three more vacation days, you get a full mm-hmm. two weeks off. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I might have to look into that, too. Yeah. You trying to go to a cabin somewhere and record a couple cabin podcasts? Uh, I, yes, but it's tough in the winter, you know? Because you can't do anything except for to sit uh, Record podcasts is what you do. So. Just yeah, just a shit ton of podcasts. Right. All right, I'm down. Bang a couple out, <laughs> just down. real quick. Uh, all right, so let me. Uh, I like that one though, Jared. To relax, uh, to wash your eyes. Yeah. Right. That's mm. a, that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna get you started off with a uh, Spanish untranslatable because 
when I thought not because I think Spanish is a useless college degree, mm-hmm. but I do think that it's a lot of language. Uh, I do not think that. <laughs> uh, I do think that a lot of students do study Spanish at university. A lot of American students. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I think it's one of the more studied languages out there. Sure. Anyways, it is dar a, a vuelta a la tortilla. And in this case, okay. obviously, tortilla, we're referring to the Spanish tortilla, which oh. is not a, tor- a traditional uh, tortilla. It's different than a Mexican tortilla? Yes, sir. But it's still food. Yeah. Okay. Is it smaller? In French, we would say omelet. Omelet? Yeah. A tortilla is an omelet? In Spain, yeah. Oh, wow. Omelet tortilla. I need you to ask know my that? partner about that. Yeah. She knew that. I'm sure she yeah. did. She's a Spain Spanish mm-hmm. speaker. Yeah, that's one of those funny false friends in, in Spain, Spanish versus South American or Latin I hope American I Spanish. That. Yeah, tor- tortilla. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, to, to uh, turn the omelet around, Jared. To mm. turn the omelet around. Is that like to change your opinion? Turn the omelet around. Not really. We we have a similar one in yeah. English, which has a similar verb usage. The same verb actually. Turn the tables. The tables there have been turned. Go. Yes. Hit that ham horn. Very mm. good, Jared. Yeah, to turn the tables. Or as Michael Scott said, the the, the late great wise Michael Scott from the <laughs> office said how the how the turn tables, <laughs> which are tables that a DJ would use and not how the how to turn the tables. But yeah, so yeah. anyways, yeah, to turn a situation around is what that yeah. one means. So that's like it's a good one. So yeah, whenever I hear that, it's like I think of a bad guy that thinks they're in like the uh, like the have the upper hand, mm-hmm. and meanwhile the the hero has some secret secret plan. And right. a bunch of people come out from mm-hmm. all everywhere. It's like oh how the tables have turned. Exactly. Um, all right, I'll give you. I'll, I guess I'll give you one more. Uh, now I'm clock checking. <laughs> Don't clock check, Jared. <laughs> I'm like, we I'm got time. An, another one at an hour. We okay. call ourselves the untranslatable podcast, so I think yeah, we can uh, take our time true. on these. Uh, my next one is Romanian. And it's uh, Face de Narahat Bici, made a whip out of shit. First of all, you said that one with some confidence and swag. I like I that. Did. Say, I did. Say it one more time for the people, Jared. <laughs> By the way, Face de Narahat Bici. It's spelled Face de Narahat Bici. Okay. And I just guessed that it's Face. Did I just you made listen a exact, to it? No, I just made an executive okay. call on that one. Uh, it's, but it's Face. Anyway, okay. made a whip out of shit. Is that, uh, is that like to turn a bad situation into a good one? Uh, I don't think it's that. I don't know if it, it's similar to that, but I don't know if it has to be that big of a deal. Okay. Where it's like, or, or maybe to complain about something bad. Maybe, maybe let's let's think about it this way. You and I live together, hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. and you peek into the fridge and you're like, "Man, we don't we don't have any groceries. We, what are we gonna have for dinner?" And I look in the fridge and I was like, "Nah, I can. I'll, I'll make us some. I'll make us something." And then I I I um. I, I, I'm like, Chad, dinner served. And you're like, wow, Jared, you really made a whip out of shit. So you really made something out of nothing. There you go. To make something out of nothing. I like it. It's a good so one. much with so little is how they put oh, it. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, all right, Jared, I will give you a, a tie untranslatable. And it is Kopnakaya Krop, which means, uh, and I'm sure I pronounced that incorrectly, but uh, it. It means, it should mean, frog underneath a coconut shell. Frog is, uh, hmm. See, I, I, the, Im- the imagery makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is a frog underneath... I do a- like the untranslatables that are very image-related. Those are always a plus. Frog underneath a coconut shell. Is it just mm-hmm. like hiding? Or I mean, that's obvious, no. but it's like protecting yourself no. or something? Or um, like... 
so I don't know what, how frogs are perceived in Thai culture. Mm. Any Thai listeners out there, please let us know. Yeah. I'd be very curious. Um, but the the thing is, uh, is that uh, let me let me give you an example, I guess, or try to think of one. So uh, so for example, Jared, um, you know, I've been I've been teasing the idea of eventually upgrading my my whip, upgrading my car. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe uh, next year sometime. You know, I've been trying to save a little bit, thinking about it, and. Uh, so, you know, and, and I come to you for advice and I say, you know, Jared, what, what would be a good car for this price range or that price range? And then, you know, you tell me and then a few weeks later, I'm talking to you and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to go with this car. I'm not going to go with this car. Um, you know, I know all this stuff now about this car and this car and this car. And then you're listening to me and you're like, he has no idea. Oh, what he's talking uh, it's about. like you, you sound like a like a frog under a shell. You, yeah. You're oh, so it's like someone that's clueless, but but it's. Is it specifically someone that's clueless that's acting like they know what they're talking about? There we go. Very good, Jared. Yeah, it is uh, someone who has little knowledge or experience, but think of themselves as wise. Mm. And I will say, Jared, I picked this one specifically today because I think there are a lot of people, especially high school graduates going into college, oh, yeah. that think this way, mm-hmm. that think they know a lot. The funny thing is, Jared, the older I get, and we've said this on the pod before, I know, uh, the older I get, I feel like the less I know. Yeah. I'm learning a lot every day, but I still feel like there's so much I don't know. I wish I could go back, remember some of those people that in college like had their whole future planned out and figured and see, out. And see, see where they are doing. now. Yeah, see what they're doing now. <laughs> because, um, it, it, and can I take this? Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. You said I could. I should, should yeah. have asked. Because it is... Um, it is so easy to have like a like a plan that that goes so terribly awry. Not even in a bad way, I guess, but right. just doesn't it doesn't go as planned. Sometimes so, that can be a blessing in disguise too. Yeah. I mean the whole the whole COVID thing. I would we would not be sitting here right now if you know, and I would not have sure. the job I had right now if it weren't due to current circumstances. And if you would have asked me, what are you going to be doing in? you know, four to six years from undergrad, I would have had no idea, you mm-hmm. know, that I was doing what I'm currently doing. Sure. Um, and then, so that is a good point, Jared. And then some people seem like they just screw themselves from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and those are the people who it's like, you, like you see some of these people when you hear their, their, some of the degrees they have, and we'll talk about some of them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, you don't even want to get it. You're not even trying to get a job, are you? Right. <laughs> right. It's like, is this just for fun? And um, and there are definitely some of those degrees that uh, that that I that I just judged off the rip, where it's like that's not something that's you, that's not a job like that doesn't what job translates to that degree, right? Um, but you can't say that to someone because it seems uh, it's well, rude. But, is that rude? But see, that's that's the thing <laughs> though. It is, rude. It, it, it is rude. But <laughs> but that's the funny thing is in the U.S. I think I think that's really rude. But I have a lot of German friends like that I met, and they when they asked me what are you studying, and the first question was usually as as you know like why can you speak German, and then uh, after I answered that and I told them well I've been studying German, a lot of them asked me well what are you going What's to do? The point? Yeah, like do what you, are you think going to do? Germans or maybe Europeans, I don't know, but Germans specifically since you brought them up are more. Uh, deliberate with their college. Yes. Because, okay. In, in yes. the uh, that was the first uh, firm yes or no yes. you've given me this whole episode. Everyone else has been yes or yes and no. Um, because here we I, we have the obviously the the culture of for a lot of people where it's like you just got to go to college. Like that's the next step after high school. 
I mean, that was from for there. Nine, that was we had from, no choice really. For and, and some people know what they want to do beforehand. A lot well, don't. But uh, but then there's also the assumption that well, that's where you figure it out, you know, mm, which right. is not really how it works. So that's you, terrible you advice. You kind of have to know within like a year and start focusing on something right. pretty quickly. But anyway, that's sort of how it seems to be viewed in our and like that's just what you do. Mm. And there, it's kind of like a uh, yeah. But uh, so you're saying in Germany, there's more like a I specifically want this job. Right. And to get it, I need to well, get this I would, degree. I would argue that in the U.S., the majority of people who go to college are middle class or higher. Mm-hmm. And it's because their parents, their parents' generation, our parents' generation, that was how you got a good job. Yeah. Was you had a college degree. They Back then, they didn't have as many colleges or college degrees. Mm-hmm. Also, though, on the other hand, they didn't have as many jobs back then. And they're back then, I don't know if this is true, but there was the myth that you could like you know, work at a car factory and have mm-hmm. enough to raise a family of three. Yeah, you could. Go on vacation then. twice yeah. a year. Li- livable. Like the wages back then apparently were a lot more livable. Mm. But and oh, because the wages probably haven't changed, but inflation has gone right. up. So we're getting right. paid close to the same amount. Right. You know, or, well, no, I would, I would argue more. less. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But the, the other interesting thing is, so my uncle started off as a low level position at Ford and mm-hmm. worked his way up to becoming an engineer. And did not, I don't think he went to college. Maybe he took some courses, but I don't think he went to college for engineering. How does that work? Now, it, well, this was, I mean, this I was don't my- I understand. Well, first of, all, first, first of all, this was my great uncle. So sure, this okay. was a much older generation. So this was um, like the 30s and 40s probably yeah, when he yeah. was going to college. Exactly. Well, but he, I don't think he went to college. Right, right. Right. So, so he- so, I can't even compute. Right. Well, see, but that's the thing, Jared, is nowadays- I think really what the degree does is it just gets your it gets the conversation started. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, I would even argue that a lot of employers, and I'm not an HR person, and I've never worked in HR, I'm but I would I would argue you, you don't even know what I'm going to say, but I think you you can you can <laughs> predict it is that a lot of uh, HR people I think if they just see a college degree, yes, they, it, it's just another box that they check nowadays. That's how it feels. That's how it feels to me, where it's like. After my first job, like my first job out of college, I brought up college-related stuff because mm-hmm. I didn't really. I right. had some internship experience, but I, you know, college was my main experience. But after that, um, you know, I had two. I've had two jobs since that first one mm-hmm. at post-college. College never comes up. It's just like, oh, what school did you graduate from? Albion College. Oh, cool. You know, or right. you know, oh, where's that at? You know, it, it, it's never like it's never like, well, what did you major in specifically? Or what kind of you know, like, oh, well. You majored in in uh, concentration in finance, but this is more of a market researchy kind of thing. Is that going to tra- like they they've right. never? It's just like college. Okay, yeah, it's how it feels. At yeah. least. it's it's a requirement. Mm-hmm. Is really all it is for for most people, and that's why that's why I think though the idea of useless college degrees mm. isn't a hundred percent valid. Interesting, right? Because I I remember when I graduated from Albion when we both did in twenty fourteen. Right. Yeah. 2014 uh, that I went to a couple job fairs because I did not I legitimately had no idea what I was doing with my life or what would happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a bachelor's in uh, classical guitar performance and a bachelor's in, in German, in German studies. Two and, useless and, degrees. Yeah, Perfect examples. Yeah, exactly. So, so I am I am I am I have a Ph.D. in useless degrees here, Jared. I will say I have two of them. But, uh you know, at face value, you may mm-hmm. say they're useless, right? But at the same time, there were a bunch of jobs that I saw at these career fairs. All they all they cared about was, do you have a college degree? Right. And and then can you market yourself in a way where you can argue those skills that you've learned sure. during your college career 
will will translate to whatever career you actually have. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the important key that I hope most of our listeners take away from today. You've convinced is, me. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, That's, because I I never thought about it that well, way. Well, let me let me convince you a little more, Jared. Okay, okay. Let me convince you a little more. So when I uh, was interviewing with uh, it was Alro Steel, which is a steel company out of Jackson, Michigan. They offered me an interview during this career fair thing, and uh, one of the questions uh, the interviewer asked me was, "So, I, oh, I see you have a classical guitar guitar degree. How is that going to help you at Alro Steel? What mm. what will that provide?" And I said, "Give give me a second to think," <laughs> which I think is always a smart strategy. Yes. Actually, uh, they I think they like that. Yeah. Because uh, actually, I, I said that to one of my colleagues yesterday. We were having a really intense discussion about a webinar we're about to give, and they asked me a really good question. I was like, honestly, give me a second. It and shows I, you're comfortable. Right. It shows that you are that you can think critically about mm-hmm. stuff, and you're not just rushing into answers. Right. right. I, I think, yeah, they like it's that. It's important. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. important. I mean, if you make any big decision for a company, you should take a minute to yeah, think about it, just, too, and not just not rush into it. the first thing that, comes, that exactly. comes to your head. Yeah. Exactly. And so anyway, so I thought about it for a moment, and I was like, well... Well, you know what? The one thing that I've really noticed, the the kind of over uh, kind of like the overarching theme I've seen as a music major was attention to detail. If you really look at what makes a good musician versus a great musician, mm, that's great. Is the attention to detail. And I didn't say I was a great musician because I'm not I don't think by any means I'm a great musician, but here's the thing. But that's very relatable to everything exactly. and it's very easy to understand. Even me, you know, I've played I'm not a musician, but I've played small amounts of instrument, and that makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. And, 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 yeah. So I think that's a great. And I tell you what, you should have seen the look on this guy's face mm-hmm. because I don't think anybody had given him an answer <laughs> like that. I'm sure, um, he's at, I'm sure he's asked a bunch of people the exact same question. Oh, I'm sure. You know, fill in their useless right. major. <laughs> right. But, and then what I also mentioned, though, was, you know, especially regarding classical music, mm-hmm. there's a lot of theory behind it, you have to know. It's the same with operating a company. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, in terms of theory, you also have to then put that theory into practice. Mm-hmm. You have to know what all these terms in Italian or German or Latin or whatever mean. Yeah. You have to interpret that. You have to sometimes interpret that real time if you're sight reading. Obviously, sight reading is or a trained skill. Or know where to skill. go to find the answers. Exactly. Yeah. And so so I, I think the key with wow, any university good, degree <laughs> is transferability. So, yeah. for example, one of the degrees that came up, uh, well, two of them that came up as some of the quote-unquote useless degrees oh. were language okay. and were music, yes. were two of the ones that I saw. Another one that came up, which also relates to what we were talking about in the beginning of our episode today, is gender studies. Mm. Gender studies is a big one. You can look at all sorts of websites. You can Google it yourself, duck, duck, go it yourself, bing it yourself, buy, do it yourself. I do not care. <laughs> Check it out for yourself because there's a lot of articles that say that, and I'm not saying that they're useless or worthless by any means, but I'm just saying that- These are what if are kind of known as the most right, common exactly. useless degrees. And I think that's because we look at it sometimes as an ROI, a return on investment. If you're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for a college degree- and then you're only going to make 30000 a year, and that's the most you'll make, I'm sorry, but maybe that isn't a smart financial decision. Mm-hmm. But if, you're really, if you really want to work in that field and you're very determined, I would say find a way that you're not going to be in, in debt for 25, 30 years if it takes you longer to finish your degree. And I'm, I know for some people this isn't possible, Jared, but we're talking in ideals here and how to make this more of a useful degree if your argument is the finances aspect of it, then find a way to, you know, maybe you have to work part-time or, or maybe you have to work full-time doing something different and go to school part-time for a while mm-hmm. to make it so you're not getting in so much debt. Because here's the thing, even if your degree costs, we'll just say $120,000, 
to sure. get that piece of paper. That's what you have to pay. And you're only making 30 grand a year after that with that degree. I think if it's really, if it provides fulfillment in your life and it makes you happy uh-huh. and you're helping people and that, and you really do view that as your purpose in life, I would not discourage someone from getting that degree. What I would discourage them from doing is taking out tons of loans for it um, and, and just not looking at the financial because it, it's a shame if you get into a career that you really love or, or you really want to do. But then you eventually you can't do it or you get burnt out from it because financially you'll never be able to actually survive from it. Right, like that's, a hole you can never dig out, right. dig out of. That's why I didn't pursue a serious career in music. Um, I think I probably could have hacked it maybe as like a gigging musician in some small spots. But, but you then know, there would be no point to go to college to do that. Right. I would, say, right. I would say most probably of the arts would be considered a useless degree. Yeah. So, you know, you said music, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, add in any sort of visual art, any right. sort of... Um, well then, kind of well then, Jared, my games. my dad also has a, a quote unquote useless degree. You yeah. know, he, he well, I mean, studied art in Berlin. And he know? didn't. Did he use it for his? I don't think he used it for his career. Did oh, he? Uh, for a few jobs he had, but then his main career he worked at. He worked at Pfizer. Right. So, so no, mm-hmm. not not at all. But once again, we're talking about transferability. But, yeah, and I guess know? the good news is he was able to study what he was his passion. Right. And then, you know, still able to make a career out of doing something a little more practical, I guess. Right. Well, even I mean, I think I'm an example of that as well. You know, I mean, yeah. I, um, I think, but the other... But it required, but you couldn't have done what you did without the... Further education. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and that's another thing to consider, you know, in terms of these useless degrees, you mm. have to really, really think about, you know, do I have yeah. to get... Because I'll well, that's be... A, that's a good point for mm-hmm. for a lot of jobs. So it's like... Um, lawyers, where it's like, is it you can kind of do anything and then go to law school, or even like a business person, you can kind of do anything. But if you have an MBA, then all that other, you know, gender studies and and ethnic studies that you mm-hmm. majored in, in in college doesn't really m- like matter. That's just useful information to you right. at that point, which you right. know is kind of the point technically of learning, I guess. Right. Well, the the other aspect too, though, is. Uh, like we've mentioned with transferability would be, so say you do decide to get a gender studies degree. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe you end up going into HR and maybe that gender studies degree yeah. actually does help you somehow that's true. In, in another way. See, that's the thing is I think you have to view yes what you're learning and try to turn it and twist it in a way. You're that, very good at that. You know, I, I, I guess. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that, but I guess so. You know, but I, I even noticed like for me, you know, I... I've made a little bit of money just doing some music on the side mm-hmm. um, in my life. You know, it hasn't been significant amounts, but I've played gigs and made money. Sure. You know, I've uh, actually made some, some done some soundtrack for, for a company before as well. And so, once again, that's not my main, that's the other thing. But, is, the, but you didn't need a music degree to do that. Right. You, I didn't. And you were doing that before you had a music degree too. Also true. However, I do think there is a difference after getting a music degree. I don't think I would have been able to, me personally, I don't think I would have been able to um, create the music I did. Mm. I think I could have maybe learned a lot of this stuff independently. But I mean, a lot of the things for my music degree did help me get to where so, I needed to get. So even learning about like classical guitar, do you think that helped you a lot with uh, like playing electric guitar? Oh, for sure. More than- for sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, and not only that, but but how to record. I, sure, you that's know, true. I learned how to record and do all that stuff in mm-hmm. college as a music student. Not all of my colleagues did, though. Yeah. So, for example, if you get out of music school and all you can do is play an instrument really well, 
that sadly is probably not going to cut it if we're being realistic. Sure. But if you know how to record, if mm. you know how to... Uh, maybe you get into the music industry and you do something a little bit different, mm-hmm. right? Um, and once again, this still goes back to the idea of transferability. Uh, and I think that's, I think college needs to be a time where you try to learn a lot of different skills, try different things out. You know, I had a couple different jobs on campus, which I think were really insightful. You get to know your bosses. I would highly recommend any college student, if you have the time, Get a job either on campus or doing something related to what you want to do when you graduate and get to know the higher ups, your bosses, because they're the ones who are going to be you in the future in theory. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you want, so, you know, I would love to work for a music department at a college or a university. Um, and, and my music degree might get me there. It sure. might, it might not, you know, so, but it's really important to think about these things regardless of what degree you have. So this is, this, is a lot of good advice, Chad, and I agree with what you're saying. But we're talking about useless degrees. Can I? We are. Let's talk about some, you some some examples. Some, we exactly. already sh- shared a couple. All right. of, all of your degrees. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But we but we did talk about those. But I I actually have a few more that just came to my mind as as we were thinking. Can about. I ask you though? You also have a German degree. Do you think yeah. it was useless? No, because um, it, it, one in my mind, I still kind of I still want to go back to Europe at some point. Mm-hmm. And but you, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be you sure. now, Jared. Yeah, please. But, but you, you don't need to study German to be able to go to Europe or, or even speak German in theory. No, but I, I think um, working for a, you know, like a big company, mm-hmm. I feel like it is definitely an asset for them to just know that I can speak German, that I have lived in Europe, and that I'm proficient in it. And I, I do like to remind whenever i go to a new interview i do like to remind people like hey listen this is a skill i can use mm-hmm. and that i am willing to use and so i think especially in in you know i'm a car person um some of the greatest car companies in the world are in germany without a doubt and yeah. and i think that it, 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 you know, even though i'm sure a lot of these environments are pretty english friendly you know these mm-hmm. are multinational companies i still feel like just being able to say that i i can do that would be very beneficial to my career if I'm attempting to work for some of these European companies. Can you know? I can I just say I really hope in an interview when you tell them about your German skills, I hope you say it kind of like Liam Neeson says when he's on the phone with the guy in Tekken, <laughs> where you're like you're like, I have these German skills and <laughs> yes. I'm not afraid to use them. Oh, I, I am terrified to use them actually, but they don't need to know that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that so I, I that that was actually. Um, Sort of in in my mind, the, actually the first the first reason why I, I I I did start taking German just because I wanted to keep it up, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I guess I'll get a major because that's I, how it starts. I want to uh, excuse me, I want, I want to get a minor because I don't really I honestly didn't really care about getting a major in German when I first started taking the class. I just want to keep my German up because mm-hmm. I like this skill, and then I was like, and then you know I was I you know I took the a class the first semester or the second semester. And, you know, one of my teachers or whatever was like, you know, at the rate you're going, you might as well just major in it. Right. It's going to be another class or two at this point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what? <laughs> right. okay I, I like the class. I like the teacher. Sure. But and you didn't come into college with a conscious thought no. of I'm going to major in German. No. Right? Yeah. No. See, for me, it was the opposite. For me, I came into Albion knowing I was majoring in German, mm-hmm. but it was that second piece that I wasn't sure. And, and that's when it was kind of similar. You know, I had been playing guitar for years. And I took a lesson with the guitar teacher at the time. Shout out to Larry Williams. He has been one of the best guitar teachers I've ever had. And I had my first lesson with him. And I was like, you know what? 
you know, I'm, I'm here to learn. I'm here to study what I'm passionate about. Um, I'm going to do this. And, and, but I'll yeah. say, yeah, I guess I didn't realize, I did guess I didn't realize, but as soon as I did realize it definitely was like, Oh, I can part, part of re- the realization is realizing that it is a usable, you know, usable in, in the line of work that I was trying mm-hmm. to go into. Cause I always knew that I wanted to do something with cars for my entire life, essentially. Right. So it's like, well, you know, I, I know there are a lot of car companies in Germany and I know even, even American car companies do business or, you know, any brand of car company does business in, in Germany to some extent and, and, or just, in, or just international business. So to say that I have experience, you know, live working with you know people from different cultures. Even if I don't use German specifically, I felt was still a benefit. I would also argue too. At least my argument for language uh, degrees is that if you it never if, hurts. By the if way, you, to say you speak another language. Well, exactly. And my other point is, I think when employers see that, I think they most people I know that are bilingual or trilingual or polyglots or whatever. These people have very good people skills, communication mm-hmm. skills, social skills, cultural awareness, a lot of these different things you kind of learn incidentally as you learn a foreign language or another yeah. language. And so I do think there is a lot of value to that. But sadly, that does take more of a secondary, you know, the, sure. the language itself is more of a secondary thing unless you're actually like working as a translator or a language yeah. teacher or or doing something or communicating with partners, like, you know, business partners and associates yeah. in different languages mm-hmm. when you're actually actively using the language. So I think that's but another... Are, yeah. But there, I, I don't remember exactly how I said it. I'm not as good as recalling my interviews as you, mm-hmm. apparently. But I do remember citing soft skills that I learned through that, that I've picked up through my process of learning German, which obviously involved living in different countries and stuff like sure. that. So, like, I definitely ex- talked about how... I feel like it makes me like the cultural aspect of it and how I feel like I'm good at working with a a lot of like different kinds of people and different Mm -hmm. backgrounds of people because, you know, that's how I grew up essentially. So I did use it in that sense. And and I do find myself using it in that sense even more than I'm touting that I know how to speak a language, you know. Right. Um, Some other useless um, uh, majors, some that come to my mind that I constantly heard at Albion College where we went to school. One Mm -hmm. of them. Was communication? I was just gonna say <laughs> I, that was my guess. I would actually argue though that one, if you know what you want to do, mm-hmm. I would say that's actually a fairly useful degree. But well, it all we depends. had a we had a friend, uh, Max B. Mm-hmm. That uh, was kind of a strange fellow, but he's a fine person. Mm-hmm. Oh, did he major in communications? I thought he majored I in history. Did. That's another useless degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although our friend Chris, he majored in history and actually uses it as his career. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's still kind of. But anyway, but I he, thought he made communication. But Chris actually does something. It's history related, but it's also a lot other. I think. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Things. He also more writing. Yeah, he's a writer you know. and he's like an editor, and right. so he sort of you know so, works so, for a publication. So then you could argue would ha- would journalism have been a better degree? I don't know. But, yeah, and it doesn't really matter because he has the job at the he, end of the a day. A huge. But, yeah, I guess doesn't. Yeah. Right. A huge part of. Shout out to Chris, by the way. A huge, huge part of his his degree is or getting a history degree is writing, though. You know that yeah. is a major part. Well, of a it. lot of college degrees. That's sure, what you have that's to true. do, and I think that is the that would be my argument to actually the importance and validity of the humanities. I, yeah, is teaching sure. you those how to write. I I don't really how to l- think. Yeah. 
I, I really don't like the idea of when people process information and mm-hmm. figure out which is like the most important to tell. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Sorry, what were you about to say? Uh, well, the the other thing is I, I really dislike it when people say like, you know, you need to develop these soft skills of yes. writing. And it's like, I don't think writing is a soft skill. I think being able to <laughs> yeah, write. true. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's nothing soft about it. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. and, and depending on the type every, of writing. I mean, even if you're writing emails, like I write mm-hmm. emails every day right. at the very least. Right. But I still write, pre- like I make presentations mm-hmm. and it's like, you have to figure out once again how to say the most important thing also make it interesting and also fit it into like these two or three lines that you're kind of giving exactly yourself. exactly and not just fill a page filled with words that no one wants to actually just a bunch read. of gobbledygook um so uh so i'd actually say communications at least personally for me might be one of the greatest soft skill majors out there mm-hmm. because um my at least right now and i guess kind of my previous job too my entire job for the most part is is present powerpoint is converting data from like an excel into a powerpoint presentation and then actually having to present it to people mm-hmm. and um and like those like when you hear communications you're like well what do you do with that yet yet every but that's that is what you need to have the answer right. to and, and that's the key and that and in the way you communicate with people whether it's a pre- presenting a powerpoint or just actually communicating with coworkers is one of the most basic forms of any mm-hmm. sort of job you're probably going to be going into but it's pretty important i think yeah. it's a very uh um underlooked skill yes mm-hmm. and and i think it, it's i i think the idea of co- of college is that you come out with some sort of knowledge that you didn't have before that you can then mm-hmm. like some actual hard sciencey knowledge right the, whether that be econ or a- actual science like biology or something like right. that that you then like oh now i know that when you put these two chemicals together in chemistry it makes this and i'm going to use that in my job mm-hmm. i don't know if that's how most how it works for a lot of people like i feel like most of my even though i did take one of those kind of hard sciencey econ with the mm-hmm. you know concentration more of finance fa- based where yeah. it's like i like i don't i'm not a finance person where and it's like it, 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 it's not like I'm just go like yeah I've, sure I've used some econ related stuff just as knowledge but it's not that simple like it is way more like the soft even like the soft skill that's the word for this podcast a soft skill even the soft skill of like the business world I feel mm-hmm. like I learned more for my econ degree whether that be um, resumes or that's interviews a that's a big or one. just like the sort of the general. So more general concepts of how business works rather than like the deep down nitty gritty of mm. completing a balance sheet. I really wish there, and maybe there are some universities or courses out there on actually how to develop some of these skills. Mm. Because I think a lot of these skills are universal after you graduate. I think they have like seminars and stuff in college where you could learn that stuff. Maybe. Like they have like, I know in our school they have, and most schools probably have like um they have a career center yeah and they help you with like your resumes and right, stuff right and and i would highly recommend anybody who is studying at a college or university take advantage of all of the resources you can while yeah, you're there i had multiple people check my resume me too i, I mean i told you we we sort of laughed about uh my partner's friend with the cover letter yeah we were clowning like, on her, let's be honest <laughs> or it's like this would never like what is what is this oh if but i was, like, was that's hr ha- i would laugh but, I would laugh that that uh, resume right into the trash can. <laughs> but it was man. such like a first go at a at a cover letter, right? Yeah, but right. you know she but, had but the wherewithal the, to actually right. ask someone. So. Well, and and props props to her for also putting herself like you said out yeah. on a limb. She did. She my my partner was struggling to figure out how to nicely be like this ain't it, 
Right. And and she did in a nice way. And her friend was like, you know what? I deleted it. I'm just start, starting from scratch. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I think uh, that can be a difficult thing to say to someone, especially your friends. I, I don't have a yeah. problem saying that to students now. Sure. Um, it's your job. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. It's hard to tell a friend that what they did was bad or dumb, right? You know? <laughs> right. I think I think the key though, Jared, with the idea here of of you know valuable or useful or useless college degrees, mm-hmm. I think uh, I hate to be that that person, but at the end of the day, it really does I think come down to the individual. Like I think you can in theory get a quote unquote useless degree. And still carve out a career for yourself. Yes. Still be be quote unquote successful, whatever that means to you. If you're happy making thirty thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. uh, and but you're doing really fulfilling work. I mean, obviously, you need a lot more. I think, in some ways, financial literacy because you're going to really have to be able to budget um, because yeah. you have less money to live sure, on. Of course, but money isn't everything. Money can help. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, now where I'm at in my life, I do not want to regardless even if it was a career i truly loved if it was thirty thousand dollars a year i'm sorry i'm i could probably find something else where i can be making more per year than that Mm -hmm. so that's why for me money is a factor in my career to some extent sure because i have certain financial goals in my life but if you if you don't have a ton of college debt if you don't need tons and tons of money if you can survive and sustain yourself on a lower salary doing what you love i would argue do it but if you go so far in debt, because let's be honest, most people, most of our listeners are in the U.S. and they have probably gone to college or are thinking about it, Yeah, they are probably going to be taking on some debt. So you need to th- actually think about the math and the numbers. And I hate to say this because I did not do that when I was in college. Mm-hmm. So don't be like me, people. And yeah, really but it is a freer, think about it. It is freer to not, like, sort of on a, like, it is freer on, as you would say, woo-woo level. Right. That is a much better way to figure out like what, what like to figure out what it is you want to major in and, and you actually did choose things that you were genuinely interested in mm-hmm. and and passionate about but um it, it's it, and, and that i think leads to a more fruitful education mm-hmm. though it may make your time after you know i'm not make make your time after college harder it's like um maybe it won't you know but you still got you you were you're not just going into college like all right and let me makes like how I need how make how can I make it you know as much money as possible right well that I, was never my goal let's 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 mm-hmm. talk about some other people that clearly are not thinking about let's make as much money as possible when okay. they're uh, choosing sure. a major another major that when I was in college and I'd hear I'd kind of roll my eyes at a little bit was psychology oh yeah yeah that's a big one because from what I from the vibe I was getting most of those people were not going to end up uh, as a psychologist. Mm-hmm. It, that uh, that that one never made sense to me. It's like because it's like, oh, you plan on going to like I don't know med school or get your PhD or whatever, and it's like, nah, I don't know. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do after this. Right. Or it's like, then why psychology? But I do think psychology is uh, once again going sure. back to the transferability here, Jared. Yes. That I mean, it can filled, be a yeah. very yes. transferable because. But see, I do think that if if I could go back. If I could go back, if I could get in a time machine right now mm-hmm. and tell uh, 17, 18, uh, or even 16, honestly, 16, 17, 18-year-old Chad what to do, I would tell him, really look at what are what kinds of jobs are out there uh, and also what is the salary, what skills do you need, and what could you see yourself thriving at? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, 
what could you bring to the table and what skills do you need to learn to be able to bring a bigger picture to the table and successfully do that job or get started in that career? Sure. And I think with the skills I've learned, um, I'm really hoping I can carve a career for myself some somewhere in academia, whether that be uh, helping faculty and professors, helping students, actually lecturing and teaching, uh, maybe someday doing more admin. I would love to eventually run a language center um, or, or something like that, you know, later on in my career. Yeah. You know, in maybe 15 years from now. I could um, see you being like in charge of like the starting off as like in charge of like the uh, study abroad program or mm-hmm. something. I would love that. Exactly. Yeah. And but see, so for me, I still had kind of an idea. I didn't fully know, but I had somewhat of an idea. And I think I mean, I was the same way. I just knew that like I, I, I know I, I guess I'd I just, I just gonna work at an office. It's, the, it's right. kind of it was like I know I like cars and I like business. But you weren't going for those lower level office positions though either. What do you mean? I mean, I, I wasn't I, when I was starting. Well, well, but because you you have to start somewhere. Sure. But at the same time, your your end goal was not I sure. want to work at a cubicle doing the right. same thing yeah. day after day. That was an, not your yeah, goal to be an analyst. You know, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you you. I think you are smart enough where you you've realized that you know I need to find a, a place where there is room to go up. Yeah, but it was. I I just think it, it was like I. It was just so generic, you know, like there was no real understanding of what it is I actually wanted to do in this office. Right. And, and, and you know, like there's there's stuff. Yeah. I just but that no goes that goes back to to the point I, I made about really looking at the jobs out there and what skills the job require, because I think that can give you some ideas as well mm-hmm. about, you know, what you can do. You know, I think it's smart to also try to have some ideas of, of where the job market might go. You know, and and, yeah. I, and when I was at MSU, one of the reasons why, excuse me, why I went to MSU was because they had a program with digital humanities and they were doing a lot of stuff with technology. Um, and I really wanted to learn more about how can I use technology in my own teaching? Mm-hmm. Uh, how does technology influence our own learning? I wrote my master's thesis on uh, technology literacy and access for students mm. of foreign languages. So, did I w- you bring you brought that up in your interview? I imagine, uh, probably. Yeah, I, I'm. I, you know, I mean, I have the title of my thesis on oh, on, on my that's CV. True. If you'll see right there, so, I, uh... <laughs> right, exactly. You know, I make sure I, I share my screen with my CV and talk through each little thing on there. But uh, all jokes aside, that's another. Actually, I'm glad you mentioned that though, Jared, because that's another aspect of uh, when when you're in college. I think you need to use that time to try to build your resume. And then later on, if you work more in, you know, I'm just speaking from my own experience working in more academic fields, mm-hmm. then you want to really develop and flesh out that curriculum vitae, that CV. I, I have a non-soft skill major that always kind of seemed uh, useless. Made me roll my eyes a little okay. bit. Sports management. Yeah, but I think you can make good money. You can make good money. But I, I just, of course you can. I mean, of course. I just wonder, I just like how many people make it like, I feel like that field is, is so small to actually make it big. You know, I don't know. I'm just like, who do you think you're going to start managing Serena? No, let me, let me, Jordan or let me ask you this though, Jared, let me ask you this. So, so the, you say the field is small. Yeah. I think there's a way you can really use that to your advantage. Well, yeah. I if think, the field is small, then I think it, it's even easier for you mm, to try to break into that field I would like to get in and with carve someone. a name. Yeah, I feel like you gotta like you gotta like have like a friend that's really good at a sport and be like, I'm just r- hoping this person makes it, and then I can ride on this person's coattails and use that. But but also, story. what what is sports management? I think it's probably more than just being an agent for a player. 
Mm. You know, I think you're only looking at it as like a more of an mm. agent for a player. But you know, sports management could be all sorts of different like stuff. Financial manager could but be for like yeah. yeah. It could be it could, could be else? an equipment manager for for a professional oh, I team. So. I guess like, so. like well, just think about all the other sports industry sure. type things or like having a, that yeah, sports like management a or something. Exactly. See, yeah, so, that's true. So I think that the key here is. Regardless right, what Chad, degree you pick, pro- every every degree we've brought up so far, you've proved why it's not useless. Well, but I'm still going. But, <laughs> I got <but>, more. <laughs> I, I will say this though: the key here is we're once again we're making some generalizations here. Sure. We are also talking kind of in ideals, right? We're talking about if you're actually if you're willing to put in the work and a little extra and really try to better. I think the key with all of these degrees is you're trying to better yourself, level up, get a better career out of it. Um, but if you just think of the degree as like, oh, well, I'm interested in this, and so that's that's why I'm going to study it, I don't think that's good advice. Yeah. You know? I really don't. I, I think, yeah. I think my idea is useless, useless is this likelihood for this job to return you like a, a you know, a finance, like, like what's most like, least likely return to you a, like a career, like right. a salary, a good salary, I will, especially I, related to that right. field. I will say this. I... I uh, worry to some extent about a lot of people getting PhDs mm. because we have so many people getting PhDs now. And the sad truth is, at least currently, we don't have enough there for the amount of graduate students graduating with a PhD versus the amount of positions available for said PhD students. It's not equal. Mm-hmm. So what that means is you have a few choices. You either don't have a job. You take your skills and, like we've talked about with transferability, you use them in a different way, or or you just do something completely different. What I mean by sure. that is you decide, you know what, I'm just going to start back from the drawing board and, and get like you and figure out how to somehow convince people that your degree is really useful for anything. Right, exactly. <laughs> like an expert. So far, pretty successful, Jared. Maybe, <laughs> Sounds like it. Maybe I need to just start a persuasion business or something. You know, or, or, or or this is why my degree is a good degree.com. You know, some something ridiculous. But the the whole key here with useless degrees is I think if you are studying something just to study it. I think that sadly is not deep enough and won't take you far enough in life um, where where you will be able to, I think, live an okay life. What I mean by that is is be able to pay your bills, have college is expensive. You know, it is. It's very expensive. And so I think I think a lot of people out there do need to give it more thought than they actually do. Um, and that would be my advice for any younger listeners out there would be what what do you actually see yourself doing after those four years? And I think for an 18-year-old, that can be a difficult thing to conceptualize Mm -hmm. and really think about because it's, first of all, for most people, if you're 18, it might be the first time you've ever uh, spent time away from your family. You know, it's really the first time where you're doing things more on your own, Yeah. right? And so then when you have that coupled with you're young, you don't know what's out there, you don't know what to expect, I mean, if you've never worked a nine to five before, or especially like if you never had a job in high school or college, if you if it's your first time ever working nine to five and you've never done it before, you're going to be exhausted mm-hmm. because you don't know how to live like that. And so I think it's really important to think about your, and I can tell you, Jared, even though technically right now I have a full-time nine to five, my hours are not nine to five. Right. I sometimes start work, I'm not even kidding, at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And there are some days when I finish work at 8 or 9 p.m. But I'm not working. It's not like I sit down every day 
and look at my clock and go, okay, it's eight o'clock, time for me to start working. Okay, right, yeah. you know, it's five o'clock, time to end work or whatever. You know, it's that's not how my job works. I mean, that's not realistic for most office jobs. That, right. That's how that works for sure. Can I give you some more? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Now, now, now I'm switching over to lists because my knowledge is not very immense. Uh, I would disagree with that. Culinary or culinary arts. Well, and so that's I love. Here we go again. (laughs) I love. No, no, no. I agree with this one. I agree with this one. And and I'm glad. This is why I'm so happy you mentioned this degree Mm. because I think there are certain degrees where if you can get an internship or if you can spare all that cost of college and just just look at the way it works over time. So, for example, say you have four years of, or I actually have no idea how long or how expensive culinary school is. I couldn't tell you personally, but let's just let's just throw some numbers out there just to kind of talk about this as an example. So, say you you go to culinary school. We'll say it's two years, okay. just for math's sake. Okay, it's two years. We'll say it costs you ten grand a year. I have no idea what it costs. Probably but just, more, but sure. Right. So, so you're looking at twenty thousand in the hole. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, how much will you make with that degree after you leave versus if you would have started, and I think with being a chef or being a cook, it might be one of those types of jobs where you could start as a, as a line cook or something and work your yeah. way up. I don't know. I mean, that seems like a very, like everything you're they te- they would teach you in school seems very easy to learn on the job, right? Or like like yeah, because there, there are steps within where like line line chef or you know sous chef or something like mm-hmm. that who like you know cuts the shit up for the chef or whatever. There are there are steps, and it does kind of seem like. It does seem like a yeah. I don't know. It, it's it seems like a weird step to, right. to go to college. And for so that. exactly. And so that's that would be my other piece of advice. If you are considering going to college or university, and you're thinking is is you know let's let's frame it this way, Jared. Is this degree useful or useless for you? Mm-hmm. I think that's the question you need to ask yourself. And how do you how do you define useful or useless? Because. In my opinion, if you are going to make the same amount of money without going to college, but you do have to pay that money, maybe it isn't quote unquote useful for you because Mm -hmm. it doesn't really change. It doesn't change your pay grade. It doesn't get you into the job market any faster. I think if college can accelerate your earning potential and just accelerate your career trajectory, then I think it is useful. But if it's something where, like for example, also you could argue with music. You could also argue that a music degree in theory if your if your end goal is to just be a gigging musician, right? Obviously, I'm using this example because it's a personal one, and I can I can I feel that I can talk about it enough because it is more personal. You know, I can't I couldn't tell you guys about a finance degree because I don't know about that, but I do know enough about music where I think I can talk about this. And so my point here is, Jared, mm-hmm. if my goal was to just work on the scene as a musician, go if I can establish myself without having to go to music school and make the same amount of money or more, then I don't think it's worth going to music school. But if you want to become a music teacher or maybe work in the music industry, or for me, a lot of of the reason why I studied classical guitar performance is I knew there were going to be certain opportunities, musical opportunities, as in like playing in different ensembles and stuff. There's just a lot of things that you do that, that would be very difficult to replicate yourself. Like I had great music theory teachers. I could have learned music theory on my own. 
Um, you know, I'm 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 not the smartest. Uh, I'm not the brightest. Uh, light bulb in the in the box but uh, i'm also not the dimmest one either and so i think i could figure out a lot of music theory concepts on my own but it's a whole different environment when you have a teacher demonstrate it they're playing piano in front of the class you know so so for me i wanted that knowledge Mm -hmm. now did it help me in my career so far because i'm not doing music as a main source of income i would say no so for some people they would probably argue that that was useless Um, you know but at the same time uh for me if i wanted to in theory, if I really wanted to, I could go back and get a master's in music and then also be teaching some of these things. So for me, it all depends on what your career goals are, right? So if I wanted to be a gigging musician, then I would actually argue maybe it's not a smart idea to go to music school. However, the other aspect of college is you're making connections and you're networking. Mm-hmm. So that also, I think, is another added value that a lot of people don't talk about enough because... I know plenty of YouTube content creators who make amazing stuff, music stuff on YouTube, and I think a lot of the connections they made where they also work as gigging musicians came from their time studying at, and a lot of these are more bigger schools, at, at Berkeley, at Juilliard, some of the, the hugest names, right? So you could argue these are also exceptions. some potentially but, high, heavy hitters. Right, but, but that's the thing is if you want to get ahead in any field you need to meet some of these heavy hitters you need to yeah. learn from these heavy hitters that's so true. that's another aspect that is valuable hey chad what mm-hmm. is a liberal arts degree i would think that would be kind of like a general edu like when i say general mm-hmm. education i don't mean like a degree in the field of education i mean you you have a specific <laughs> set of courses you need to take that are very different it seems very soft skill focused as well as we would say yeah um, that's considered a useless degree. Mm-hmm. We went to a liberal arts school. Yep. But you couldn't get a liberal arts degree at our school. Could yeah, you, you could. Oh, could you? At Albion, you can create your own major. At least oh, back when we were there. Right. Yeah. My roommate Mitchell that. created his own major. What was? What, did, what was? Well, it? it was a mixture of, of uh, if I remember correctly, because he wanted to go into HR initially. It was mm-hmm. business communication and some other stuff. So he sure. kind of picked and, and chose. Which actually, I think that's I mean, very that valuable. Sense, yeah. I would argue that's very valuable, but it's mm-hmm. obviously biased. I went there, so, yeah, you know. But at the same time, too, I think, once again, a liberal arts degree, I think the whole purpose of a liberal arts degree, I guess, is to teach you some of these skills, figure out which skills you're good at or you like and you're interested. Here's the other aspect. Seems like a waste of time to me. Um, okay, well, uh, I, I think that <laughs> the key with learning a lot of these skills is you need to figure out what you're good at, and that's why I studied German. I was good at it. I enjoyed it, and I knew if if you're if you are good at something, Jared, and you enjoy it. Yeah, but is a liberal liberal getting a liberal arts degree is, is that that's not you're not you're for example, for example. What what's the skill that you have that would lead you to get a liberal arts degree? Well, okay, so say you get your liberal arts degree, and you realize you are really good mm-hmm. at taking very uh, very dense information and presenting it to people in a clear way. That might be something that you, a skill you learn while you're getting a liberal arts degree, right? And then you figure that out and then you think, okay, I'm really good at taking this really kind of hard to understand data and make it understandable. Well, maybe I can go into this in business or, or maybe I can, you know, do this for my, you you know what I mean? So my whole point. I get that. But Mm -hmm. then my thought would be like, well, then why don't you focus on the more specific business thing rather than just this general liberal, like you're going to use this general liberal arts degree to get that job in business rather than somehow switching over to the business focused degree that probably exists. But see, I think uh, the other aspect of a liberal arts degree is 
I, I double I majored assume, in business and liberal arts. Well, no, what I would assume is in that liberal <laughs> arts degree, you could also take some classes about business. Mm. The whole point of liberal arts is to take many different forms sure. and, and learn about them. Liberal arts is kind of what, uh, like that's sort of the cringe term for those uh, Actually, people that what, are- what is the legit definition of liberal arts? That's kind of the cringe term for those people that are so afraid that uh, colleges are taking away your your uh, your your free speech. It's like these liberal arts uh, hippie colleges uh, are taking away our free speech. I don't know what liberal arts is. I'm, I'm looking it up. Don't worry. Academic subjects such as literature, philosophy, mathematics, and social and physical sciences as distinct from professional mm. and technical subjects. So basically, Jared, it's just skills. a broad, a broad <laughs> brush. Because it's so it's saying taking bits from all the different. Uh, uh, profession or acad- ac- acad- academic areas except for the actual hard science of those things. Right. So he- here we go. So li- here, this is from uh, Wikipedia, I believe, as a liberal arts education as an academic discipline, which this is what we're looking for. Liberal arts education is the traditional academic program in Western higher education. Liberal arts gr- uh, generally covers three areas, sciences, arts, and humanities. Its central academic disciplines include philosophy, logic, linguistics, literature, history, political science, sociology, and psychology, which I think I think from all of those different fields, Jared, there are definitely transferable skills you can sure, use. Sure, of course. Of For course. Sure. But it's not even – I would never say that there isn't. I'm just saying that it, 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 it's a it's – a, I feel like you're doing a big roundabout to say why, why these uh, – these uh, degrees would be useful in real life, which mm-hmm. I agree with. Right. But it's like in re- if you're being for being realistic, you wouldn't if, if you felt that way. And that in in focusing on a liberal arts degree helped you learn what it is you really want to do. Mm-hmm. You'd kind of be a fool to not properly transfer over to where that thing that you want to do shows up on your degree rather than liberal arts, just because it's going to take more explaining. Then it's right. just, you're you're putting yourself in a more difficult position. I would say. Right. But I think it also goes back to knowing what you're going to do. I think a lot of people that probably approach liberal arts, same with communication, don't know they, they might not to. know. Yeah. Um, and, and sadly, there's no good, easy answer. May, I think you know? I'm also confused because I, I don't feel like I had the luxury of not knowing what I wanted to do. Right. Like, I, I like, I, my, because the way that, well, it has to do with your upbringing. Me. My parents were like, "This is yep. for you to to be better prepared for a career." Right. So figure out the career and right. and focus on on you know going after that. So it, but like see, this you idea had really like, good guidance. There was a lot of people out there that, that maybe their parents didn't go I to guess. college. Their parents yeah. didn't have good careers. Yeah, their like pa- the idea of finding myself and just like right. taking a whole bunch of classes just to see what what I was interested in wasn't didn't feel like an option to me. Right. Well, and even for me, it. I took a lot of classes I really enjoyed, but it it was also not the you know I didn't take a lot of like kind of fluff classes either you sure. know so so I, I I totally get where you're coming from there, mm-hmm. but at the same time you know I, I remember uh, much to uh, you know my my mother's uh, um, disappointment you know calling and telling her hey I've decided to major in in guitar you know I mean <laughs> I failed as a parent right right <laughs> but you know my dad gave me some really solid advice you know sure. he studied I mean, art he was in a similar situation right and he, he told me look at the end of the day these are your college years you have to decide how to spend them um, but here's the other uh, the other key here uh, and I guess didn't even realize this but pun incredibly intended you need to decide how to spend them because you're not only spending a lot of money mm. but a lot of time a lot of investments um, I don't regret it. If I could go back, um, 
you know, and do it all over again, I think I still probably would have studied music and classical guitar performance and everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I would have maybe tried to, I would have done some things differently while I was in college. Um, but that's just due to what I know now more about like money and finance and all that. And that's just a part of maturing and getting older. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, like we've talked about the whole uh, idea here of your ROI return on investment is something you should be considering. And I sadly did not really consider that very much when I was an undergrad. Mm-hmm. I, I started to consider that more after undergrad, which I think is, it's not necessarily too late, but it's definitely good to have these things in mind beforehand. Sure. I'm with you. So, so let's, uh, let's just end today's episode, I guess, Jared, with what, what do you, and, uh, what do we both consider as kind of culturally in the U S maybe if we could give maybe the top five most use quote unquote useless degrees. Uh, let's talk uh, about those. Okay. So give, you give me your, your five and I'll give you my five. Okay. My five would be communications. Are these in any specific order no, or just, no, okay. No. Yeah. That's just the top five communications, yep. psychology, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, I'm not going to say liberal arts just because I don't know. Um, you well, can. You're welcome to say yeah, it if you to, want. Okay. Well, we just said a, we said an oh, I would say um I would say like uh, the arts whether that be mm-hmm. uh visual art, music or sure. um, acting of some okay. sort. Um I would say, you know, I this one I didn't bring up, but I feel some I, I feel like sometimes I felt like the biology or, or chemistry majors were kind of a uh, it's a little like I'm like, oh, are you gonna be either you be a doctor or you're gonna make some chemicals? I, I don't see it. I don't believe it. Become Walter White. Like you're, yeah. Are you you gonna be a drug dealer? All right, well, that's fair. Um, no. Okay. So I, I said communication, psychology. I would, I would agree. The arts. Right. Can I mention something though, based on what you said with chemistry and biology and stuff? I would agree with you that some of those more like, um, and maybe also the only chemistry degree person that i'm still friends with works for a steel company now so maybe i'm also biased okay. he does not he's just sells like he works right. in the sales area so well, he's see not i think the thing with like a chemistry degree. degree or a biology degree honestly i think those are they need to be paired with something so mm-hmm. so think about do you want to be a chemistry teacher you know some people right. can have a very, very fulfilling life as a teacher um you know you might you're not going to get rich um or at least if you're not very good with your money and smart with finances you're definitely not going to get rich <laughs> yeah um but most teachers you know i didn't become a teacher to get rich that wasn't my goal it was to hopefully improve students lives uh have them learn and also i learned so much from my students you know i'm thankful for that every day and the other thing is too jared is that with a lot of these more general you know uh like a, a field specific degree, German, for example, um, chemistry, biology, history. I think we need to think of something to go with it. What's because the job standing where alone, we're going to use that? Exactly. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. So, and then my final one, I, I'm going to I'm going to stay culinary arts or sports management. I'm I'm okay. stuck on which one is okay. more useless. Okay. I'll say culinary arts. Okay. Because right. sports management, at least, I feel like has more direct business mm-hmm. uses that you can use for kind of anything. So to recap, communication. How many times are we going to recap the recap? Well, well I want to recap <laughs> yours okay. and then t- give mine. That's I'm just trying to think. Communication, so, psychology, uh-huh. the arts. Okay. Um, culinary. Culinary and sports management. Okay. All right. Because I, I, I want to... Because some of them I would I would agree with, and then I want to give a couple other different ones. Okay. So yeah, I would agree with the arts, like so dance, uh, theater, music, all of those. Um, I think those can be the return on investment is not always so great if you're not smart about that. Yeah. So that would be one of them. Um, I would also say another really really big one is getting kind of, and this is kind of similar to like the biology and stuff, but getting getting a degree in 
um, something that is very general and you don't know what to use it for. So like, for example, like even, even like business administration, Yeah. like, like, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? So like, (laughs) I'm not saying, and and I I would also argue, I think a business degree, I think a lot of people think Mm. they're very valuable, but I wonder how many people are there in business that don't have a business degree and make really good money. I think, I think what's more important would be an MBA than uh, like getting an undergrad business degree. Right. And that's the other thing. I think a, a quote unquote useless degree would be a degree that if you don't want to go on and get a master's or a PhD, then then don't get that degree. Like for me, it wasn't really an option if I wanted to work kind of in a related field for I, me to get a higher degree. I would disagree on business a little bit though, because I think you can still like you could still learn a lot about how businesses function. Sure. And so like even if you don't have like a specific area you you you're, you're you know you're focusing on, like you understand like the you know how you know how money is made at a company. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like the the like you know EBITDA or for example or profit or how how those differ differ. Or so so, so like or like how the economy works on a bigger scale, you mm-hmm. know, how it all fits together. I still think there is I, I don't I I would disagree with you on that one. But listen, this is your list. Right. Well, and and here's the thing. I'm not saying that what you learn in a business degree isn't useful. I think it's probably sure. very useful. But I also think once again, this comes down to having an idea or a vision of what you're going to be doing afterwards. Because mm-hmm. I think if you just study business because it's it's going to get your foot in the door and it's going to get you a job, I don't think that's... Getting a job is different than getting a career. Let me just put it that way. Yeah, that's, those so, are two different things. Right. So so I think if you, if you get a business degree and you don't really have much direction in what you want to do, mm-hmm. and then while you're getting the business degree, you don't take that time to figure out or have an idea, at least a launching point of what you want to do, then I do think it's kind of a useless degree. Yeah, sure. You I know that that you. that's the, all right. Let's get to right. your top five. We keep, that, well, that's uh, one of them. That's one of them. Business so, degree. So I guess a business degree. I uh, feel like you're only starting with that one just because I made a point to say a music degree. No, no, no. I, like, I actually <laughs> like, no. Oh, yeah? I'm, I'm sorry. You think mine's useless? No, my kidding, my first one was arts. Remember, my <laughs> oh, first right, one was arts. Right, I agreed right. with you. Yeah, yeah, it would be okay. arts, I performance arts. Yeah. So arts. I would say like a like a general business or administration degree, and you don't know what you want to do. Yeah, just business. So that would be well, either business or like health administration. Like okay, I mean that's a fair point i did mm-hmm. feel like i had to like like make like major in whether it be like marketing or finance or something right like i think i was kind of aware of that too now mm-hmm. that i think about yeah, it but so i couldn't see? just say business right right um so okay so fine arts business um i'm also trying to think of other like careers you can have that you don't need a college degree for mm. right so so like can you start off as an apprentice or get on the job training and work that way so i think maybe another degree uh, and I could be wrong about this because I don't know about the actual real estate exam, but I wonder if like a college degree on real estate, because is there I such thing as a real estate degree. I, I think so. I I've never I, even heard of that. I thought so because I know you, I know you can just like take a test and get certified. And well, that's my point is that well we I mean we know multiple people. One of them we just we mentioned earlier. Yeah, BSB in real estate. We know multiple okay because we know multiple people that went to Albion with us that are now real estate and agents. a couple of them I think two of them studied history if I remember uh, correctly I don't I oh oh who's who's I think who's uh, the M- MB Max yeah, is yeah, one yeah, of them yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, oh shoot I forget his name now uh, I, I am neighbors with one of them his name's Austin mm-hmm. I, shout I, out to Austin actually he he is a listener yeah um, oh right yeah, yeah so shout well, out to you see, Austin now but, I'm gonna I don't know what his major is. But education. I, he studied music oh, with did me. He? I didn't music know that. education. I didn't know that. I w- so that kind but, of a, but, that's a but big see, waste, right? Because he could have done. Um, I hate that we're talking about a guy that might listen to this. Well, he, but right. he could have done. Um, 
he could have done uh, real estate without you know right. doing the education part. But once again, he probably. Like when I was in college, I never even thought sure. about becoming a real estate agent, right? Yeah, I'm and, sure like and, him, like most of us, probably didn't have a great grasp on what it right. is we wanted to do. But at the same time, he did study, actually. He studied music education, and he did work, mm. I know, as a music teacher for a little while. Sorry for airing all your all your he's dirty laundry. Uh, we're, we're almost two hours in. But, There's no way he's um, listening to you'd this. Be, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I have more faith in our listeners, I guess, than you do, Jared. But, but anyways, uh, <clears throat> so like a BSB in real estate, for example, I would consider that like there might be a lot of great things you can learn from it. Yeah. But on the same, you know, I'm with you, I'm you know, right. like, would it I'm really you, be? Right. Yeah. So anyway, so fine arts and music and all that stuff, uh, like a general business or admin degree, real estate, like a real estate or, or a degree where you can get the training outside of yeah. college for a lot less, probably faster and get started at the same level. Um, okay. So the, I'm at three. I need two more. Don't I? I need two more. Okay. Let's see here. I'm trying to think of ones that just come up to my mind and not like that I was reading in all these lists I was reading. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Well, I hate I hate to say it, but I'm going to be honest. I think some of these do, these also uh, certain ones like philosophy, gender That's studies. Well, see, I didn't even... Well, yeah, I guess I, I, psychology, but I was really, mm-hmm. there were a bunch of, I was thinking of uh, philosophy, that, sociology. Actually, sociology is and one. My partner has a degree in sociology. Okay. But she actually used it, I think. But right. yeah, but but those, at least to me, these are uh, these are more things that when I was in college, I'm like, what do you do with that? Right. Uh, I put, I kind of put right. all those three in the same. But see, once again, I think if you can answer that question to somebody. Yeah. Philosophy is a not. good one because mm-hmm. no one becomes, a no one gets really... What, are you going to be a philosopher yeah, when you exactly. graduate? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You can't make money just sitting in your room pontificating. Well, you can actually. A lot of people Get do. A YouTube channel, and but you're you have good to, to go. like, yeah. But it, that's a that's uh that's a not a great re- thing to rely on. I right. would say. So you would say philosophy. As you're yeah, f- okay, maybe and but, one more. Uh, yeah, okay. I need uh, to. I'm trying to get you to s- stop defending everyone you say and just one right, more. One right. more. It's it's hard as a teacher and someone who works <laughs> in education, I guess. Um, but you know, not everything is all sunshine and roses either. Uh, and if it's really, let me. Oh, you know, you know, another one that I think I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's useless, but I think the amount of people that actually study it and still go into it and make use of the degree is mm. probably not as I many as you would more think. What we're talking about, than right. saying It's actually useless. Is law a law degree? Yes. I, well, I, I agree with you. I mean, that's as I was saying earlier. I think from the vibe I've gotten, you can major in essentially anything you want mm-hmm. and get into law school. Like, and if you pass the test or whatever, get into law right. school. But even even then, I think even going to law school. Uh, I wonder how many people spend a lot of money going to law school and then and then just work at an entry level mm. and they stay at that. You know, that's I don't a, know. That's a huge time and money investment. That's my point. I mean, and that's because yeah. you've already because you wasted the undergrad time and money, mm-hmm. and now you're wasting time and money in law school too. Right. Well, wasting <laughs> if you're to not, not doing something. A, a lawyer. Right. I have. I feel like once you're in law school. Like to to not somehow use that law degree as a lawyer somehow whether right. you know whatever it is is that that's just that's ridiculous. But see, here's my point. other concern with like a law degree or or even a, a a medical degree is what if you spend all these years studying and all this money and then you get into it and you're one or two or three years into the field and you hate it. Mm. See, that is the other thing is that obviously that can happen yeah, with any degree. See, I have I think I have a little less sympathy once you've gone through grad school once again, where it's like you've had a lot of time to make this decision. But go, being in grad school and actually working in the field is not the yeah. same thing. Yeah, well, that's the risk everyone takes. That's life. Right. I don't know. I, yeah, I just, you're right about that, but I guess the difference is, well, I guess the difference is just simply the I amount mean, what of if time. You, what if you hated teaching? 
Right. Well, if I hated teaching, yeah, it's you wouldn't re- like, and you didn't really find out until after you finished grad school and started right. doing these fellowships. You're like, I hate traveling all the time and right. teaching students from a bunch of random different countries. I just, and you're like, well, that's what you. I don't know. That's what you signed up Sorry, for. Sorry, those are your top five. Yeah. Then. So that's yeah. um, uh, the arts. So arts, general business, general business, or like a general admin type of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, shoot, what did I say? Philosophy. Yes. Um, what else? I got to five, didn't I? Yeah, I what was the last five. one you just said? Uh, well, the last one, I guess, was like a law, a law degree. Yes. Uh, if you're not, you know, because I think, I think with a law, the other thing is if it's one thing, I think if you get <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a bachelor's degree in um, in whatever, I think if you get a bachelor's degree in whatever, but it still gives you the skills to succeed in a career that you're happy with. The then other one I, you said was real estate, by the way. Oh, thank you. Or real estate or the example from that thank you was getting a college degree where you don't actually need the degree to be successful in that career. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that so exists. yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so there we go. So we, we got all of we our, everyone, all of our useless degrees. Uh, Drop out now if you're majoring in any of those things. You're wasting <laughs> your time in ours too, really. That's, that's right. Exactly. You're wasting society's time. <laughs> but you know, I think, uh, my counter as, as I've said numerous times throughout this episode, mm-hmm. my counter for, for those of you who are, t- you know, getting those quote unquote useless degrees like I did, um, really think about how you can transfer those skills. Um, or, or also think about too, uh, are there some ways you can create something, create kind of your own career, your own path. Mm. Um, but also really, you also have to be careful not to stay too, too long in la la land and up in the clouds because, uh, it's easy. It's easy to think, oh, I'm going to graduate and become a famous guitar player and make lots of money and it's going to be great. And then realize, oh no, I got a student yeah. loans to pay off. I got bills to pay. Reality I, comes at you fast. Exactly. So, so look at look at the the reality of the situation and how you can use that degree to uh, carve a career out for yourself that truly is fulfilling. Um, and I mean fulfilling on many aspects, financially, spiritually. Um, also, you know, I, I think a good career is can be a challenging career, something that challenges you, makes you think. You know. Um, so, anyways. Let us know what degrees you think are useless at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear some of your ideas. I think also one thing that might be a fun future episode, Jared, would be to discuss this more on a cultural scale. Because I think certain degrees and certain cultures are definitely deemed more useless or useful. Um, So that might be a fun discussion for another time. But anyways, let us know some useless degrees in your different countries or cultures at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into those DMs on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one on Twitter. Also check us out on Instagram, untranslatablepodcast, for um, clips, pics, all sorts of great stuff. And please five-star reviews on itunes and stitcher let us know how we can make this podcast better for you so as we say here at the untranslatable podcast muchas gracias shishe and dos and no matter what college degree you get just make sure that you're doing something good for yourself and for others and that's where we'll end on that uh that woo-woo philosophical useless college degree. That would be a perfectly good conclusion. <laughs> I don't know, Jared. You have the power as the editor. You can just get rid of that. Oh, my God. Be like, this is just terrible. I don't know why Chad said that. <laughs> just trying to, trying to end with a little positive spin, I guess, Jared. You know, the, the song was still going. Who knows? Maybe it's this coffee, man. This, this Maybe. Some good Maybe. quality coffee over here. <laughs> yeah, you're new to the coffee. It is real eerie outside. 
At least we got a little bit more sunlight coming in. A little bit. A little That's bit. That's the beauty of recording a two-hour episode, Jared, is here. Yeah. At a whole different part of the day <laughs> once you get to the end of it, you know? So... Oh my gosh, it's dinner time. This already. was this was a fun one though, Jared. I, I enjoyed it. I I am surprised actually that I was able to persuade you. I'm honestly I surprised myself a little bit today. I never thought about it that way. That's that's a great point. You really it was really with your uh, the way you, you twisted that interview question. Mm. I was like that is impressive. Mm. That is impressive. But that takes more work than just having the like the of course more specific thing. But I'm not the saying piece that's of paper. Beautiful. One thing I forgot to mention, I guess, is that piece of paper is not enough. Yes. You know, I think yeah. at the end of the day. I think most people would agree, regardless yeah. of whatever that piece of paper is, that piece of paper is not enough. That's that's very true. Yeah. I've I've definitely found that out just by listening to people talk about like a how, like the, the the selection process comes right. down to so much more than that. I remember that we did an interview process one time at an old job I had, and there were a few the, the few people left, and one of the guys was pretty good, mm-hmm. but uh, this was at a by the way a business. Everyone the, everyone else came in with a suit. This dude came on with a polo. Nice. Um, a polo he, he didn't and, get the job, did he? <laughs> no, and and like khakis, but then he had like gym, sh- like tennis shoes with the khakis. Nice. And then, <laughs> those Adidas uh, Stan ones, the plain white ones. Then they were no. not that cool. And um, the Nike Monarch dad shoes with the New Balance <laughs> yeah. dad shoes. And one of the uh, one of my coworkers was like, "You look comfortable." <laughs> nice. That is hilarious. That's a solid dig. You look comfortable today. I like that. That is hilarious. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. It took That's everything funny. in my power to sit there like. I haven't had one of those crack up moments yet, but oh man. It's funny. Oh man. College.